0: Traveling the Vortex. This is Sylvester McCoy, and I'm listening to Travel the
1: Vortex. Although there might be tangents ahead. da 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 Traveling the Vortex.
2: we joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed episode number 146. And if I were to catalog this open, I would file it under imagination, comma, lack of.
1: <laughs> I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. He's doing good. It's a good week. It's a, good, it's a very week good week to be a Who fan. Why is it a good week to be a it's Who a fan? It's a good Glenn. week to be a Who. Well, because because we watched Ghostlight. There's, Ghost Light. there's well, that, and there's talk of uh, more regenerations. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There might have been a little bit of news out this week. Should we talk about the elephant in the room? We will. Uh, well, when we get to news. Yeah, when we get news. When do we to news. What did you guys do this week? What we did. I watched some new episodes of Dr. Who <laughs> <laughs> that I had never seen before. <laughs> but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So um, did I. <laughs> I was off Monday yes you were and then I was off Friday yes, yes you, you were. were and then I was I'll be off again tomorrow I was
2: Monsters University it was
1: good really enjoyed was it, really it. Good? Um, it it doesn't have as many laughs as the first one it's funny but it doesn't have as many laughs as the first one but it has just as much heart
2: oh, and that was good.
1: the important thing about it and it, and it and it's really really good and there's some nice nods to you know the future they drop these little you know things in there that you go ah, yeah, I know about that I know about that you know so that was really cool. It's really, really well done for a prequel, and and everybody, in it was fantastic. So, uh, so that was that was movie night Friday, and then Saturday, uh, my nephew's birthday. He uh, they live in Kansas City, and so they weren't having their party until four thirty. So we decided to we have a Groupon, which if anybody knows what a Groupon is, you you buy it online for basically half the cost of what it would really be, to a pumpkin patch in Kansas City called KC Pumpkin Patch. So. We went over there. We, we ate lunch in Lawrence, and then went over to uh, KC Pumpkin Patch and spent the day there. And it's really cool because they've got a lot of things for the kids to do and and play and slides. And, and of course, we went to a pumpkin patch and did everything except for buy pumpkins because so, <laughs> we didn't want to haul them all the way back to Topeka. But
2: oh, no, you can buy pumpkins here.
1: Exactly. That was my thought. Uh, and that gives us a chance to go to our pumpkin patch one one time if we decide to between now and Which Halloween. One? Uh, we usually go to Myers. Oh, do you go to Myers? Yeah, or, Lambert's, whatever it will be this year. I, they, they always switch back and forth, but I'd go to Gary Gary's Berries, but it's so expensive, and it's pretty much all the same stuff that we did at Casey Pumpkin Patch. Yeah. Actually, I think it would dwarf the Gary's only dif- Berries.
2: The only other one would be Reese's. <clears throat> they have a pumpkin patch. Where's Reese's at? Highway 24. Where? Reese's Fruit Farm. Yeah.
1: It's on. Oh, the Reese's. Okay, I got Reese's. you. Yes. Yeah. And Mason and I actually went there a few years ago when he was. Yeah, at and they Park. have a. Uh, Hay rack ride up to the pumpkin patch. Caitlin batch. and I went there when she was in preschool. I do remember that. We were going to go uh, I on that Saturday. Was lame too. I mean, it's it's cool because it's just a pumpkin patch. Yeah, that's, so that's what's the. Yeah. I may have
2: Ride, but we were going to go Saturday, but Audie's uh, allergies were acting up, oh, so it crazy. wouldn't have been good to go to a, <laughs> a farm and hay and. <laughs>
1: uh, then yeah, my my nephew's birthday party in the evening, and then uh, came home. We didn't really do much today. Um, I watched some missing Doctor Who episodes today. Again, again, again. Wow. Yeah. Um, Hooked a little bit. Well, it might be the. the it shininess. might be just the. Well, it's the shiny <laughs> newness and the atmosphere and the the excitement of it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. So, but I'm excited to be off another day tomorrow, and then I'm off again Friday, and I'm off again the next Monday. Yes, you are.
2: Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I caught up on Sleepy Hollow. It shows surprisingly good.
1: Is it? I've heard a lot of great things. It's about really,
2: it's really enjoyable. Okay. What, 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 what do you think the show's about?
0: I don't care. It's written by those guys that did Lost,
2: who also have done other stuff.
0: Yeah, like that Star Trek movie I didn't like,
2: and the first <laughs> Star Trek movie you did. I'm entitled to one slip up. <laughs>
0: I would say it's about the legend of Sleepy Hollow, not necessarily about
2: the horseman. Nope, it's more about the horseman hmm. Because he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And that's how they worked it. And so Ichabod and the lieutenant woman are the two witnesses of Revelation. So they're fighting off demons in a seven-year tribulation. So they kind of set that bar high on Fox. But it got renewed for a second season, so... That's when I decided okay I'll give it a shot and I've, I've really enjoyed it so far Sean does not look impressed I'm not impressed
0: <laughs> I'm just I'm just down on the whole let's take a classic storybook idea and try and put a new spin on it because it just it feels like it's such a tired idea anymore i mean we've had once upon a time this is a
2: this i think is a bit more creative of a way to do it that's what i was about to say because it's it's not once upon a time But it's not well but here's the thing but,
1: but grim and once upon a time they are fairy tale worlds crossing over into reality the difference, I think, was the Hollow. Well, thing. it's not even so much that it's. It, well, yes, I agree. There, there, but, there but is. Alice in Wonderland, but has been no, done too. That's the. the that's but this still a once is upon a time. they're taking a legend. No, the movie. They're taking yeah. a legend and 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 presuming it it really happened in the past. And they've been this transported like, to the uh, future. So it's a little different because instead of taking fairy tale, you're taking a uh, a legend. Yeah.
0: I, I See, normally I would like something like that. But I'm just kind of burned out on the whole fairy tale legend business. And the writing team doesn't excite me at all. And giving them a show... And then giving them a show on Fox is kind of like, well, <laughs> you actually think you're going to get two seasons out of this? It's science fiction on Fox. <laughs> you are so screwed.
2: <laughs> but to be, you know. to be fair to Fox, they have a track record with them already because they work on Fringe to get on. Which only lasted, lasted five years. Oh, well, I thought
1: it was four. Is it five?
2: It was four or five. Yeah, but here's Longer the, than you it, is, expect it, Fringe to last on JJ Fox. Is J.J.
0: Abrams executive producing it? I believe so. Okay, that's why. Fox is going to throw money at anything. Well, no, no J.J. is
2: not executive producing Sleepy Hollow. J.J. Okay. is executive producing uh, Revolution, which okay. should
0: be canceled. The, well, they're going to throw money at anything J.J. Abrams is behind, why? Because it keeps him off other networks. That's the sole point of it. It doesn't matter if it's successful yeah, or not. not. They do not S1 want. They do not want another network to have the next lost, whether it's good or bad. They don't care. <laughs> so they will happily dump money into whatever comes along. Which is why you got Alcatraz and why you got all these other shows that just kind of fizzled and didn't do anything. Yeah, like, I think. I think sure his, we'll do
2: that. I think his contracts run out. Yeah, because now he's over on NBC.
0: What are you doing? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not poo pooing all over your show. I'm glad it's, you it's like. I'm glad enjoyable. you like it.
2: It's a lot better than Revolution, and I watched a whole <laughs> season of that.
0: I'm also horribly jealous because I don't get to watch TV. Any other like
2: that. It's not for you. you don't <laughs> don't <to> <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. <laughs> oh, there's that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but other than that's what I did during the week because I was like four episodes behind. And uh, yesterday, we got some, purchased some vinyl figures. <laughs> uh, the saga the, of the vinyls. The saga of the vinyls. We were only going to get two, and then we ended up getting the Vasha Narada and Davros, which I thought was cool. I was happy with that. Sarah was not.
0: You seemed very happy with
2: the Davros. Was Sarah was not happy with Davros at <laughs> all. She was more angry about the Vasha Narada, because she thought that was going to be David Tennant. She thought the Davros was going to be. Well, if you look Targets. at them, they're about
1: the same size. Yeah, same build.
2: But so we bought two more and got the TARDIS and David Tennant. Well, I told her just so to I paint it go.
0: orange and it would be David Tennant in spacesuit. She wasn't happy with that <laughs> solution. skeletal right.
2: face. Well, blank that out. And then I also picked up uh, the Beginnings box set and Time Warrior. Cheap at a used store. <laughs> not <And> mine. What? <laughs> not mine. Not yours. <laughs> and just did some running around today. Got my oil changed. Went over to my mom's yesterday and helped her clean out some... Shrubbage from the, shrubbage from a shrubbery. Yeah, is that the word? For, is that the, that's, that's, that's the international sign for? Because shrubbage. that's what I was doing. Shrubbage. I was reaching over a fence, fence, and using the clippers to cut the bushes away from the neighbors. Off the neighbors. We face.
3: require
2: a shrubbery. A
3: shrubbery.
2: I'm um, dirt generally. so I look forward to hearing what you thinks of that.
1: Oh, I, uh, sorry, Keith. I totally remembered I watched, um, well, Holly and I watched, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, what'd you think? Wow. Good, loved isn't it? it? Absolutely loved it. Phenomenal uh, I, film. I would, I would highly recommend it. I will purchase that. I don't know if I'll get around to reading the book, but I will purchase that. Well, movie. whenever
2: you want to read the book, as long as you don't crack, crack the spine, I have a copy.
1: <laughs> is it a paperback? <laughs> it's a paperback. Nah, but it. it's a large paperback. It's I'm not going to bother.
2: It's a large <laughs> paperback. It's easier not to crack the spine than a smaller no, one. No,
1: because you don't understand how guilt-riveled I'd be <laughs> if I accidentally cracked the spine. The library should have several copies, Yes, too. I'm sure they do. And
2: it's not a long book. It's really thin. Uh, Sarah and I a film. are about two, almost two hours into Lincoln. Oh,
3: the, uh, the, the uh, Spielberg, Spielberg film? One?
2: Yeah.
1: Two hours in Yeah. We only had about
2: two hours of time to watch it, so that's how much we watched. <laughs>
1: I'm a, I, I do this on my own. I can't do this with Holly, but I do this on. I do that on my own. But my my least favorite thing to do is to say, "Well, I've got two hours, so I'll watch two hours of this movie." Yeah, and finish it later. I'm, I'm not a big I fan hate, of it. I hate, Gosh, I hate I hate leaving it. I always like to try to find those blocks where you have more time available. But when it's a, but I really
2: do two <laughs> thirty. <2:30. laughs> uh two hours bad for a movie compared to the hobbit (laughs) see there 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 are are exceptions
0: to that rule and that's if you're going to do the extended lord of the rings in which case (laughs) i have two hours now i guess i'll start
1: this (laughs) speaking of the hobbit i'm gonna segue just a little bit here i went through this thing where i saw the previews for the hobbit uh an unexpected journey and i kept looking at the previews going uh it's got mark martin freeman it's a middle earth film so it's appealing but gosh do i really want to run out and see it in the theater and so I waited, and I saw it on DVD. I just, I just couldn't get thrilled by seeing it, you know, the previews to go to see it in the theater. And then I saw it on DVD. It was phenomenal. It was so Agreed. good. I really I was enjoyed the same it. Way. And now I'm seeing the previews for Desolation, Decimation of Fog, and I'm I'm back to the same. I don't know what this is. Are, is, I mean, are they selling it poorly? Is that what's I, happening? Because I I'm seeing these, and, and I just admitted that the, the film was phenomenal. I should be excited about the next one, but. I keep seeing the previous for it and going. I don't know if I can bring myself to pay ten bucks to go see it in the theater when I can wait for DVD. What is it about that trailer that you're not excited about? That head coming around? There's, the there's at least three this one's, this one's more trailers, exciting, trailers The newest now. trailer is more exciting to me. There's and, at least three but, trailers I've seen now that are all different, and I just I, I don't get that. <laughs> I got to go see this feeling like I do in a lot of films. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, I guess oh, I haven't seen I'm the proper
0: see. trailers then because I've only seen. The one that's. You there, know. There's
1: a new
2: one where you actually hear smog.
1: Yeah, that's Shmoud. what I saw. You probably hear Benedict Cumberbatch. We, yeah. we, we saw that it. I got it right. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you did. we saw that at work, didn't we? Because you said. Yeah, wa- yeah, you commented about it. I
2: watched it at work at least. Maybe
1: I watched it right after you did. I think you did. <clears throat> that's what we do at work. <laughs> we got. We After <laughs> have.
0: We have deep, yeah. We have really <laughs> deep discussions about uh, what was it? Drew asked me the other day. He says, "So, okay, who would win between Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson in his prime?" And we were like, "Well, okay." And we kind of came down fifty-fifty. Half of us thought that it would be Iron Mike, and half of us thought that it would be Ali.
1: I'm surprised in prime, that conversation went down. Yeah,
0: well, he's dead now, so that wouldn't be a <laughs> fair fight. Who's dead? Ollie. Did Ollie finally die? I don't think so. Didn't he? I thought no, he. I don't did. think he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it wouldn't be a fair fight. Fair fight. So, yes, both in their prime. I'd still put my money on Iron Mike. Just, I mean, I know, I know, Ollie was the.
2: Ollie is still alive.
0: Is he yeah, still alive? I he was. Okay. Um, I stand corrected. Not yet dead.
1: I thought that would be a huge. I mean, I, I would have thought I'd remembered that. That would have been a huge news. But, um, yeah, I'd put money on Iron Mike,
0: I think, to win that one, if he could catch him, because he'd only need one hit. But then that segued into, you know, who would win in between the, uh, the, the Enterprise and a Star Destroyer. But we decided, ah, that's already been fought over, and, you know, that's no fun to do that one. And so I said, okay, well, what if it was a, a, a Star Destroyer versus the Battlestar Galactica?
2: And that's a bit more fair of a fight. Everybody
0: went ooh! So we literally spent two hours in between helping customers discussing the merits of who would win. That fight. <laughs> 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 the battle,
2: the the battle star would run away easier. See, you uh, can do the jumps.
0: J- James kind of figured. Well, and this, uh, this is we're gonna go, we're gonna go. We're not. We're g- you don't get to fight the ex- the executor. You know? Well, no, it's that, not the, that's not fair. We're, we're doing the Avenger. We're doing the classic New Hope starter story password we're hit, and we're doing classic series Battlestar.
2: Uh-huh. Did they? I, don't, I, don't, I haven't watched classic series Battlestar what kind of capabilities do they have compared? I don't to know. The they they apparently
0: the ship burst into flames randomly throughout the episode. Throughout the series, so that's not that a fair fight either.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I honestly, I think it'd be, I think it'd
0: be a lot closer than most people give it credit for. Now, I think in the dog because they're both aircraft carriers, basically, yeah. you know. But I think in the dog fighting, I think you'd have to give the edge to the Tie Fighters. The Tie Fighters are much faster and much more maneuverable than the Vipers. But if you went with. The Vipers look cooler, though. The Vipers do look cooler. If you went with New Series Battlestar, like I totally would give that edge to the Vipers because they've got the machine gun bullets that they just kind of go <laughs> and just spray everywhere, mm-hmm. and the TIE fighters would run into them accidentally and,
1: you know. <laughs> Knock off those, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of those wings and lose yeah. their stabilization. Spin. Spinning
0: into the circles and stuff like that. But I, th- I think the two, the two capital ships, I think, would have a, a, a good old slugfest be like pirates and cannons and stuff. (laughs) That's what I did.
2: (laughs) Anything else you did this week?
0: What else do we do? Uh, Mel and I watched Psycho Um, gearing up for making her watch Hitchcock because I'm really on that movie right now. It's so good. So I made her sit down and watch it and she really liked it. Um, But it kind of helps to have Psycho as a Mm
3: -hmm.
0: frame of reference. Makes sense. A reference. Psycho.
1: I haven't seen Hitchcock yet. I've seen Psycho a lot. That's one. Of it's been a long films. time since I've seen it. song. I've we watched it too. I, I really think that's one of those films that I put in once a year. I really think. Well, Halloween? it kind of fit in with our Halloween. Uh, not necessarily. Sometimes it'll be in my Halloween fair, but we kind of
0: figured it fit in with our you know Halloween movies. But um, yeah, I just the, that's another movie I think they marketed badly because it's Hill Hitchcock, but it's not really. It's the making of Psycho. Yeah, it's just a, it's a I mean, it's, piece that's the slice life. of his life that they chose to focus <clears> on. So, you're gonna know, laugh at me. I did not know that Psycho was based on Ed Gein. On what? Ed Gein,
2: the serial killer.
0: The serial killer from Wisconsin or Minnesota, wherever he oh, was. The original story, the, the the guy that wrote the book based oh, okay. that on I mean, Ed Gein. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Uh, Apparently, Hitch was a little obsessed with Ed Gein for a while. Really? Because he had, oh. he he had done an episode of. See, uh, I've read the book. Presents. I had no idea that. That's who that was. Yeah. he did done an episode of Alpha Hitchcock Presents about Ed Gein, and then when he got psycho and realized that was also about Ed Gein, he kind of... Huh.
2: I'll
1: be done. I was like, know. I thought it was interesting. But yeah, so it's we watched It's a that. shame
2: Netflix only has a crappy remake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to remake a movie, don't do it shot by shot. Don't use you know, the, the shooting script. I mean, I guess the, the, the best the, thing the, that came out <laughs> of that is they proved that
0: you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> The only reason that that I can applaud that movie at all is just the idea of to say, "Yeah, we did it." I mean, that, that's that's it, what I'm it, saying. It's, it's, it's like, the only good a,
1: thing that comes out of that is that they proved that you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but
0: I mean, uh, it, it has no real artistic value, no real merit. The exactly. marketing campaign was genius, but you were. Um, <laughs> it was sold me to go see it. It, it just. It's it's almost better as a a a film experiment, a college film experiment. Let's let's do the shooting script and let's send a bunch of people in to try and remake this. And it just I would have had more appreciation for it
1: had that been what it was.
0: But just you know, instead it's Gus Van Sant and mm -hmm. I was trying to explain it to Mel that you know it was this and you know Vince Vaughn. She goes, wait a minute, which one's Vince Vaughn? Yeah, (laughs) the goofy guy that hangs out with Owen Wilson. Oh my God, he's Norman. It's
1: (laughs) the most different I've ever seen Vince Vaughn in a role. It's the first time he acts.
0: I'll say that. Because I, I think everything else Ben Swan is, he's You know, He's just playing himself. But.
2: Speaking of Owen Wilson, did you guys see the video of Tom Hiddleston? Were we speaking of Owen Wilson? Said, I said he's the
0: hey, goofy he's, guy that hangs out with Owen Wilson. Oh,
1: I didn't hear that. I was going, wow, that came out of left field. Have you seen the, the video of Tom Hiddleston? Actually, he used to be the goofy guy that hung out with John Favreau. But they did a bunch <laughs> yeah, of films together. True. But anyway, sorry. Uh,
2: Tom Hiddleston did an impression of Owen Wilson as Loki. <laughs> doing the speech from Avengers. It's really good.
3: Yeah.
0: That sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, wrap Hopefully, your brain around it. Tom Hiddleston, who was Loki, doing Owen Wilson. Yes. Playing Loki. Playing Loki. Loki. <laughs> that sounds Look
2: hilarious. it up. It's that on YouTube. Hilarious. It's really, really good. He does a really good Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what else happened? This James introduced me to um, a, a group of guys that get history almost as wrong as we do. <laughs> Which I didn't think was possible, but they're out there. Um, it's apparently called Drunken History. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's You've on Comedy these?
1: Central now. I used to watch it when it was on Funny or Die. That's I, I, I I've time.
2: seen that in the Entertainment Weekly. Actually. They're
1: making. They've, they've. They've. There's been a series this. This season on that they've made it on Comedy Central, and oh, it's brilliant. No, it's. It's not them getting it wrong. <laughs>
2: well. They're getting it right.
1: They just. It's the most paraphrasing of history you will ever hear in your life. Because they do it when they're drunk. They, yeah. they literally get the... And I don't, they don't really frame this in the Comedy Central series. But when I first started getting into it on a or Die, these people are in, in, in the original ones were actual historians. So they know what they're talking about. Oh, really? And so they get the but they would get drunk. them drunk <laughs> and then they would tell the stories. Now, on the, on, on the show, it seems like they go pick people that just are very familiar with the story. On Comedy Central, but yeah, back in the day, at least the first several they did, these were actually they were I say historians, they were college students who were student, studying yeah, his, history, yeah. or they were amateur historians, but they knew what they were talking about. They knew the stories so, well enough. So the first one, that, or the one that I saw was um, Tesla
0: and um, Edison you made the coil. And, and so he was making like the, you know, the guys explain. Of course, they, they what did they give him something like you know, he drank an entire case of beer and then a quart of absinthe or something. So he's like really gone. <laughs> Wow, I don't think I saw so, that. One. So he's going on and on and on about you know how genius Tesla was and what a jerk Edison was. And so then they go back and they actually get actors to play these yeah. roles while this guy's doing this narration, like a voiceover. <laughs> but they're they're mouthing all the words that he's saying. So are you ready for this, John C. Riley? It's is, it's is funny die, It's a yeah. lot of them are, yeah. And then uh uh uh, uh Crispin Glover. Was it Crispin Glover? John. Crispin Glover was playing uh Edison. So, <laughs> these
2: two guys are in this. They thing. let him out of the loony bin? Apparently. Who? For this? Is Crispin, Crispin Glover in the loony bin right now? I, I thought he was that's where he lived.
0: Oh, I see. He made it funny.
2: No, I I'm serious. <laughs> I wasn't he just seriously committed for the longest time? Oh, was he? Was he wasn't he? I'm thinking of the same guy, right?
1: I mean, he's always been a little Michael J. unhinged. Fox, the, the dad from Back to the he's Future. He's always been uh, unhinged, well, but I didn't know time. he was in an institution. I thought he was institutionalized. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take your word for that. I, I,
2: I could Why be wrong. You I had had his heard word for that, but when I say
1: Ollie's dead, you go, no, he <laughs> Because I knew Ollie wasn't dead. I was pretty sure Ollie wasn't dead. I don't know anything about Christian Glover's wilderness years. <laughs> You don't have to look at him. You don't have to look at
0: But yeah, so, <laughs> I don't think
2: he's listening. So, so. so, so these,
0: these are the two guys that got to play. These two guys, and so you know, the, and the guy's telling the story about how, and so you know, Edison was a jerk, and he went and did this, and then he started electrocuting animals, going, "This is what happens when you get alternating current." And he's got his, you know, things like this, and <laughs> shaking. When John C. realizes, but. That's just not right. But it's the historian talking. And then they cut back to the historian who's like laying on the floor of the bathroom in a pool of some vomit. <laughs> and
1: he's thrown up every <laughs> It's beautiful because they'll do that. They'll intercut real dialogue and then it'll be the, the guy the actors saying it. And all of you've got to look you got to watch these Keith, they're hilarious. Uh, all of the dialogue is the guy telling the story, so he's talking for the people, and so the actors will just lip sync yeah. along with <laughs> so what there's, he's there's, saying. There's, That's yeah. pretty clever. And it's it's really
0: Really well done! Oh my gosh, they're so good. So I was introduced to that this week. I want to say there was something else that I did that was fairly impressive, but I don't remember now what it was. Oh, Mel and I went and played disc golf on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I shot really well at Crestview. Yeah, well, we decided just to have a date night.
3: Yeah,
0: she she went out and played by yeah. herself Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Ah. She date morning.
2: Hmm? A date morning.
0: A morning, date morning. Yes. A date night instead yeah. of yeah. Um, I went, wouldn't have been able to go. We left at like ten. She went out and played by herself at one point earlier this week and did really really well. And she kind of thought, well, maybe that's the secret is I just can't have other people around me when I go play. Because Aaron was supposed to go with her and he didn't wind up uh, didn't mm-hmm. wind up showing. So she just played 15 holes on her own and scored phenomenally. She because I was getting threes and I was getting distance and I was doing this. So I went with her on Saturday morning and she oh, didn't do as well again. But she
2: said like she and Patrick went and she figured out that she was doing something weird with her pinky. And that's why she wasn't getting the distance. She so. apparently
0: refrained it on on the other day that she went, and then what's well, easy to slip back if you don't focus? Oh on yeah. That. But we both scored in a, in the sixties. I scored a sixty four, and I think she was a sixty eight at Crestview, which that's now the best we've ever done. Although I'm continuing my uh, my part time job as being a tree pruner because <laughs> <laughs> I hit every single tree in that stupid park. You usually do again. There's nothing wrong. Oh, there's nothing more frustrating than getting that gorgeous, beautiful drive and the vroom vroom noise off the disc, and it's flying out there and it disappears into the tree branches, and you hear shh, and then it just drops. <laughs> it just, <laughs> at least they just, dropped. Just, just yeah. drops.
1: You've had some where we've been fishing out of the tree, yeah, and yeah. throwing sticks I suppose up at that's a slightly it other worse, discs at it. And,
0: that's a slightly worse <laughs> feeling when it goes into the tree and
1: stays. <laughs> <but>. uh, <laughs> I, I always
2: feel a slight <laughs> bit of relief when I see it
1: come down. <laughs> Me too. But you well, <laughs> oh good. Because mine always come down until that one when you and I went out to uh, uh, Shunga. But
0: just when you when you know it's like that would have been like a five hundred foot dog. Anything else? No, no more school, more work. Well, sold sold a lot of vinyl figs at work this week. I don't know <laughs> what's up with that. We're
1: all addicted to them now. All right, we um, decided that we're good. You're done. She right? got the David Tennant. She's us. If, if, if
2: you guys get a duplicates Cyberman, I might trade the Bastian Narada for the Cyberman. I'm
1: surprised you're not trying for the Cyber leader.
2: <laughs> Odds aren't good enough. Yeah.
0: We decided we're done. Translates. <laughs> no. She I'm, said I'm not allowed to buy anymore.
2: <laughs> I was the one that was constantly saying no. I'd, we spent too much on vinyl f- and on minifigs. I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: Holly hasn't had no any problem with me buying them. Of course, so far, I've been buying them on my store credits. <laughs> oh, you're... All right. Well, let's start with uh, a little Chicago TARDIS news.
2: Yeah. Chicago TARDIS has added another guest. Freema. Um, Freema. Yeah. Freema. 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 Adjiman. Because
0: she's from Chicago. That's Freema. Freema.
2: We'll be (laughs) joining Chicago TARDIS. Is
0: that creepy?
2: A little bit. That's actually kind of cool. And creepy. (laughs) And creepy.
0: Oh, there I am. (laughs) Where's Sean? Where's
2: Sean? Yeah, Freeman's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be a huge con. I'm jealous. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes
0: you sound a little um... jealous sure we'll go with that
2: (laughs) (laughs) jealous and bummed that I most likely won't get to go that likelihood is so slim you can totally go that's it for news we're going we are going did you win the lottery not yet have you played the lottery I have
0: I bought my tickets Okay. I haven't checked them yet
2: so you don't have to play to win How that works Yeah,
1: right. But, uh, <laughs> I'm playing. I haven't won yet. i are mean, you know, in my favor. Freema doesn't... I mean, I'm excited that they got Freema. Freema's a good get. It's not one of those ones that I was, oh, darn, because I got to go see Freema. I didn't actually go up and meet her because Sean had to get my autograph because I had to leave. But, see, but you haven't got to meet her. Well, but I mean, I got to, I, I sat there and listened to her and saw her live, and I went through... I went by her table... When she was in there one time before I got into a line, so I mm. you know see her up close. But so I think I snapped a picture of her too. Um, so you're all creeper about it. It was all creeper about it. But <laughs> so it's not one of those ones that uh, when they added it, I went, oh man, now that makes me want to go even more because I've seen her. But she's uh, she's a phenomenal lady, and she's a great on stage interview. What's, so. what's
2: great is it might draw some attention for new fans. Yeah, I would agree because, because this is agree. aside from Dan Starkey, one of the only other yeah. Bring them in there. Fans.
1: That's that's terrific. I'm so glad that she's going to be there. All right. Well, let's move on to as Sean called it before the elephant in the room. That he kind of I think he went out for a smoke, but now he's back. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> the rumors happen to be true. Called it.
2: All 107 episodes. Are back. <laughs> 106. 106. Called 106. It. Nope. Nope. Um, they found the extra one that we never knew about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you guys think? New episodes this week. They, of course, for anybody that's been living in Iraq this week, they found. My
0: God, if you're listening to this show and you're just now finding out that there were new episodes found, I feel
1: sorry for you. They found in Nigeria two stories, uh, one complete and one nearly complete. And
0: uh, I suppose to clarify, they didn't find them this week.
1: No, no. They I'm sorry. Announced they announced the that they found them this week because that's right. They they've obviously had them for a while because they cleaned they them up, cleaned remastered them, up, them, and them, them, remastered them, and then they put them out on iTunes, which I think was genius. That was a really good move. Genius. So and I'll talk. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but uh, they're they're really here's the funny thing. And I, uh, Chrissy, I'm I'm sorry if I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit here, but um this is the nice thing is I think the web of fear is probably the one that everybody's considering one of the Holy Grails as far as finds because it it has the web, the Yeti. Um, It has a lot of those elements that that people are excited about. It was a very popular story, especially back in the 1960s. First first story with the brig before he was the the brig. first story. Unfortunately, his introductory episode is still missing. I mean, he's in it. He's in episodes uh, subsequent from that one that's missing. So you get to see him. But the one where he actually shows up as Colonel, he's not the brig at this point, Colonel with Stewart, um, is the one that's still particularly missing. So that was watching it uh, the other day and today again, um, (laughs) was a little bittersweet because it's still that... oh. Not only do we not get to see him as, uh, I can't remember who he played in the Hartnell story, uh, Max Vaughn, whatever. Yeah. Um, although I think there might be an episode of that particular story around. But we don't get to see him arrive for the first time as Lethbridge Stewart because that episode is still missing. But um, But anyway, Web of Fear, I think, is like one of the Holy Grails as far as things goes, which is kind of sad. that. But really... I am so much more enamored by the enemy of the world. Because this is the story, and it, I think it's a much better story. This is the story where Patrick Troughton is playing two characters. He's playing himself and as the Doctor, and he's playing his doppelganger, which is this... Uh, how do I describe him? He's a James Bond uh, wannabe, villain. Well, yes, exactly. He's a James Bond villain. He's a wannabe dictator. Basically, he's trying to take over the world. And he's, he's come up with a very James Bond villain-esque way... In order to try to achieve it, so, um, and it, it, it's a phenomenal story, and it's so good and so enjoyable, and Patrick Troughton is fantastic
2: in this story. The character encyclopedia gives his subtitle "Enemy of the World." Enemy of the world, yeah. Well, there you go.
0: Salamander, I think, is the name. <laughs> That's we were his going name, for. Salamander.
2: Yeah, but he was trying um, to describe him.
1: Oh, he's the, way the enemy of the world. Yeah, but <laughs> have you have you guys seen the story yet? I don't so, want to go into too much of it because this will be obviously one that we put on the uh, agenda to review. Oh, we will. Uh, yes, we will. And it um, <laughs> well, should be a Friday night. That was another thing. I want to thank Chrissy personally because I didn't get your guys' approval on this, but I went ahead and asked her to if I could republish her review in whole because it really felt since we're going to be discussing this story on down the line and giving our review. Around surrounding all the celebration and excitement of it, I really wanted some material on our site, and she yeah. was very gracious to uh, allow me to republish the review that she had done for her st- site, CJ's Notebook, and or CJ, yeah, CJ's Notebook. And mm-hmm. she does a particular a section called Library of the TARDIS, and she did a bonus review because she got so excited after she saw it, she decided to go ahead and, and do it, and so she allowed us to put it on our site. And it's a fantastic read; and she does a wonderful job on it. So. Um, that got me excited about uh, putting she, it on there. I, I, right? I
2: didn't read her review, but sh- I saw somebody comment that she did a good job reviewing it without spoiling she it. She did.
1: I think Scott, yeah, Scott mentioned that. So yeah, good, nice job. And we uh, might have some more work for you, Chrissy. His <laughs> but anyway, abilities
2: are dictating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he he's he, <laughs> when we get there. I don't want to get too. These I, are the most I, again, books I, don't deep exactly. Deep exactly. I don't want to get into too deep it because I don't want to give my review because I've already told you that I enjoy the story. But he's. The, the character is really—he's a vicious guy, but there was really not much that had to be done to kind of thwart him. You find out, so I, I don't, I'm not going to go any further than that. But um, what's impressive is
2: the iTunes releases. Enemy of the World was number two in the U.S. Talk about the next day, too. I might as well
1: get into that too. And then, and guys.
2: number four
1: was Web of Fear. Well, I think the other thing is Web of Fear. I, as I said, it's like the Holy Grail. I think everybody was most excited about that one in ge- general and fandom. I think most people most excited. from my own perspective, I think it's it's a great story. And, I, and but I went back what just a few months ago because I got excited about uh, the Great Intelligence and 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 the the. the web <laughs> that they weaved throughout that storyline over the past Now I kind of wanted to see how everything fixed together so I you went just and read I, the book, I, yeah. I well I read no I, the I listened things. to the audios for the abominable snowman and watched the one existing episode for that and then I went and read or uh, watched uh, Web of Fear or listened to the audios surviving audios for Web of Fear and watched the one particular episode in that and then saw down time and then went back and re- revisited Snowman and um, Bells of St. John and then later we watched Day of the Doctor. And so I kind of did this complete run linearly in real time uh, of how they would have existed. And I kind of wish I had gone back and watched so Snowman first and then did it. But anyway, it didn't matter. <laughs> so I have just recently been into The Web of Fear and, and was more familiar with the story. So watching The Enemy of the World for me was more exciting because I didn't know it at all. I mean, yeah. I knew it very little about it the story. New, it was who just do you? brand yeah. new to me. So that's, but I have since, this weekend, I watched uh, Enemy of the World twice, and I watched Web of Fear one and a half times. I was actually watching it before Keith texted me to come over and record tonight. So, um, What's impressive is it's
2: still number one and two in the UK. Not too surprising, but impressive still. Five and six in the US and Australia on the charts.
1: That's awesome. Still. And I want to talk about that because I want to make a plea to people that if, if, Please try to buy these on iTunes. Even if you have intentions to buy them on D V D later, purchase these on iTunes. And I'll tell you why. Number one, because for a mere nine dollars or ten dollars for each episode, which I understand we're getting a steal in the US because we're paying ninety nine nine ninety nine uh, in us dollars now for you for each it's well $9. yeah $9. but i mean for, it's for all yeah. five parts or six parts I Right. right yeah. it's nine and you, you know there's no bonuses there's no extras you don't you get a trailer with it as well which anybody you can, can get, get that, that yeah um but uh, we're getting dollars $9. 99 ninety99 they're paying nine ninety nine in pounds over there so they're paying 9 ninety nine in the uk and the dollar is just about half as much as the pound is worth so they technically would be paying... They're paying 20 bucks. for yeah, U.S. dollars for each one, but they don't know that.
2: Well, they know <laughs> that, but they don't, they don't look at it that way. They don't
1: see it that way. But anyway, please buy these, and here's the reason why. Now, if, if you're not making rent and you can't afford them, don't buy them. I'm not saying go out there and use your electricity bill money to buy these episodes. But if you have the extra money or you have the money and can do it, please buy these. And here's my reasoning why. And they're doing really well. But... There's some indication, and this is speculation and rumor, so don't don't quote me on this. But there's some indication that they might actually have more episodes, but they want to slowly release these throughout the year. Because, to be quite honest with you, we just got the last Tom Baker episode, correct? We just got Tarot Zygons, episodes, which yeah. was the last one, which you just released on too, DVD. Right? And so we're running out of stuff for them to release on dvd so this might be a way to kind of milk that and do announcements as we go along hey we just by the way we also have this one we've just remastered it but what the itunes will do for them especially as it remains popular and generates some money is it 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 feels it fills the coffers there at uh bbc worldwide which in turn Keeps the Doctor Who brand and keeps the the motivation for them to continue to do these kind of things and animate missing episodes that they don't have because that's that's an additional cost for them. Sure. It's a huge cost for them. So this is extra money generated. And continues to search. If there's those of us that will buy it online and buy them on DVD, then that money's there. So that encourages them to continue to polish up if they still have these episodes. But you just hit something else. Even if these episodes don't already exist this will be more motivation for them to get out there and start looking and turning over stones that maybe they didn't think about turning over. Because I think that's what happened here, is they have this... A great guy named Philip Morris, who is this is kind of, he's he's kind of taking a torch me Ian Levine. Philip
0: Morris, we love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and he's 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 taking this on and he's doing this. And if this gets him some funding to continue to go out there and turn more stones over to find some episodes, because we we really have given up because the last one we found was one single episode out of a story for Galaxy Four, and there was like this dry spell for like ten years where they weren't finding anything. I think they found. Tomb of the Cybermen in Hong Kong? Is in that the 92, one? yeah. And then they found...
0: And then Galaxy 4 Galaxy and, 4 uh, in
1: 2007, I think it was, or 8. No,
0: no, Galaxy 4 was just last year. They had two no, they, of them. No,
1: they didn't find it last year. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it was. It was 2011. It wasn't two, last yeah, year. They released it last
0: year. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it was um, Galaxy 4 and... What was the other one? It was an uh, uh, underwater...
1: Underwater mess. Underwater yes, mess. Yes, they found those. And cleaned yeah. those
0: up. Just the two... Individual episodes from each one of those,
1: but they're obviously becoming very hard to find because we've had these huge gaps in in, in finding these episodes. So, I think actually Tomb was found in like two thousand six or seven, and then there was was something that was was in there was something that was in ninety two, and Tomb was more recent. Tomb was definitely more recent. I just looked it up, and then um, he doesn't believe me. So. The, Prove him wrong, Keith. But this will fill the coffers. So if you have the money by Now, I purchased them because I got wrapped up in the excitement of all this. And I thought, you know, I want to see these now. These, And if you're going to make them available... That's the other thing is we find episodes, and then we say, okay. And then in three months, four months, five months down the road, we'll cle- have them cleaned up for you, and we'll we'll release them on DVD. Really and then you have that anticipation. Yeah. Ha- like, look at Tenth Planet. I mean, we, we've got... We're animating 10th Planet. We've never gotten 10th Planet released on any format. I might have been on VHS with a missing episode. But we've never gotten that. So how, how have we been pining for getting that that's finally going to release, I think, next month? Yeah. And we've been hoping to w- But this was beautiful because they really calculated. I mean, even though some of this slipped out and it wasn't the you know the huge find that everybody kind of hoped for, the 106 missing episodes, but... It, it it leaked throughout the week and and we got but when it finally came to fruition and they were on iTunes they just kind of washed over me that yes here we are and I have them available to me right now so yeah. that's the wonderfulness of it and I well, had the extra instant 20 gratification bucks. exactly that's, that's the thing, and I paid twenty dollars that I could have gone to a film a movie and spent nearly that for one showing of a movie and I own two Doctor Who stories that have been missing that I haven't ever got to see so. That, that's what's fantastic. So I, I plead with everybody, if you can afford it, buy these on digital and then you'll get to, to buy them again on DVD and get all of those wonderful extras that are going to be included. Um, everything's positive. And Keith and I kind of talked about this a little bit before. I wonder if they have pushed off Web of Fear to... January. I've I've seen both January and February. I'm not sure what the exact drop date is. We still
2: haven't gotten drop dates for U.S. Anyways. So. Right,
1: but but I want, I'm wondering if they want to try to animate that one missing episode before they put it out on DVD. Um, I I, so. At the <laughs> very least, I hope they don't do what they've done on iTunes. Now I'm glad they did it this way for the iTunes release. The third story, the third episode of Web of Fear, is uh, Telesnaps. And the uh, surviving audio track. Now that's great for what we got instant gratification for because they they do kind of some of the some of the Ken Burns moves you know where they push into characters which is the the recon the uh, amateur I do not say amateur the, um, uh, the recon private, team the private yeah. recon teams I'm not talking about the the ones that actually do stuff some of them have done stuff for um, uh, fan recons. BBC but yeah the, the fan recons. Some of them have done this, but they've done a nice job of really moving the story and telling the story along. But what I would like them to do is I, I really had hoped for, if we were going to do something like this, I would rather have the 15-minute abbreviated version like they did with uh, Ice the, the video with Ice Warriors. Yeah. I thought that was fantastically done. And it was done in such a way that they kind of encapsulated it in the, the little you know, telescreen, and the, we kind of were getting pieces of the story that were... Uh, later unearthed and found, you know, and, but it was still within the context of the story that was being told there. And I had kind of hoped they would do something similar to that because the audios are are fantastic, and it's the best way to to in your mind's eye see um, the uh, the story. But it would have been nice to have just a little bit of a variety there because the telesnaps get really old to look yeah. at, and they've got they've a, I was surprised with the number of telesnaps that exist. But you're still seeing a lot of them over yeah. and over again, and it's only for 24 minutes, so it's not bad. And I, again, I, I shouldn't complain. Well, it's much just because I
0: from a narrative, I mean, I, I agree. It's it's the best way to do it because it's what we've got. But at the same time, narratively, it takes you out of the story because now all of a sudden you're stuck with this.
2: Oh, I'm used to watching movie and pictures. Now they're not. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and and so and so it kind of throws you off of that, which is why animation. I still is say it's the next the, best, the, the next best because, way of doing it to, yes. not, to not having that episode,
1: let's animate it. Um, but Because while it's still obviously different and jarring, it still it works better because the, the there's still motion and action in your scene. And yeah. <clears throat> um, the cool thing about Web of Fear is I pictured the things in my mind's eye as I listened to the audio stories of it as they narrated and the really thing the thing that kind of set me back was the fact that or or, or surprised me pleasantly surprised me was the fact that it was it was what I imagined in my head and I was very surprised by that and I don't know if that's credit to the the narrator that is in between the narrations that are are written between because when you listen to these BBC uh, audio releases as they are they they'll have somebody a narrator that is explaining the things that are going on that you don't hear that right. you don't see that you can't see and so and they do a nice job of that of, of painting that picture and i think that that might be why in my mind's eye i saw a lot of this the way it was and part of it helps because i did go back i would stop in the audio adventure and not listen to the missing ep- the episode that did exist. So I think it was the first episode of Web of Fear. I watched it. So I had an idea of the setting, the location, what everybody looked like, how everybody was dressed. So then as I proceeded on, it made it easier to imagine what was happening and what I was seeing.
0: I'm really looking forward to watching. I haven't watched either one of them yet. I've watched the trailers, but not the actual episodes. And I'm looking really forward to getting into those because I remember reading Web of Fear because I had the novelization, the target novelization. And for whatever reason, I, it was one that I read two, three, four times. I don't know why. It just did. It's <laughs> a good as story. Kid. It's a good story. And uh, you know, even though I don't know the ridiculousness of Yeti and the subway, I didn't. I didn't care. <laughs> you should, you know, Yeti and spider webs. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I don't. It just you know, I'm ready for this episode. And it didn't really hit me as a kid that you would never see this. You know, it was. It was just a Doctor Who book, and it was this great adventure, and I enjoyed it, and. Some, it, it just kind of existed outside of that idea of you'll never actually see this episode <laughs> but I couldn't wait to watch it but it never really entered it in my head that that was, that was the case with that one so I'm really looking forward to Web of Fear because it's one that I'm familiar with but I kind of had the same reaction with you when I was talking to Mel about him. It was just the idea that this is going to get... You know, I want to see Patrick Troughton's acting chops yeah. playing both the hero and the villain and, and all that kind of stuff, even though, yeah, it's kind of a James Bond story, but I don't care. I'm going you know, to bring it on. I'm ready. And
2: for, at least for me, up until this point, I never heard of this story. I wasn't even aware of it because I just kind of... Okay, missing, 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 just not really paid it's easy close to, glaze, but over to glaze over what's yeah. missing.
1: Well, and up until recently... I I noticed that even Wiki didn't have much of a write up on it, uh, because I I when I had heard that Patrick Trouton had played dual roles, this was been maybe a year or two ago. I went and looked it up, and there wasn't a lot of information on the story. Maybe it's part of it's because nobody could remember <laughs> what the story was. But I mean, obviously, I think it exists in in audio as well. And, uh, but I just I never got excited about it until I uh, recently, and I thought you know I I want to see this because I I know nothing about it, and that was the nice thing was. Being introduced to a story that I knew very little about. Yeah. So. I can't wait to watch them. Um, when was Tomb of the Cybermen
0: found?
2: Did you find that? 92. Tomb was found in 92? Tomb was found in 92. And was 2011 was when Galaxy Porn Underwater okay, was found? Okay, that's.
1: I think I said 2011. So I had one right. Uh, and the, you had the first the
2: episode right. of The Crusade was returned in 99. Wasn't there one in like two? Oh, maybe that's the one you were thinking of then. Maybe I was. But I, 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 I haven't found. I haven't seen any that between ninety two. There was ninety two, ninety
1: nine, and um, twenty twelve or twenty eleven. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking there was another one in the early two thousands, but yes. But look at that dry spell. Yeah. I mean, was yeah. So to turn these up just recently, all of these is. is well, um, I, I have
0: more to say about this, but I'm going to wait until a little bit later. to... Home. Somebody else kind of mentions it, and I'm going to elaborate on what I think is going on.
1: Oh. Um, oh, a feedbacker? Well, yeah. A feedbacker? Okay, a feedbacker. we'll do that. The, the other thing that I want to say is on the issue of these messing episodes, I think Moffat's known. Totally. I don't think it's coincidence totally. that yeah. he did the snowman this for Christmas and reintroduced us to the uh, great intelligence. And
2: especially with the nice little reference to the under, uh, subway undergrounds. Yeah,
1: exactly. The map. Exactly. On the
2: mail, and I uh, want to say I've i
1: I've, I've sat here and I've molded this over my head and Keith, you brought up a, a point of something earlier if you want to talk about the Oh yeah, I tree. mentioned
2: it's in the uh, character encyclopedia. There's not a whole lot of quote unquote villains from the first or second Doctor era. There's the, They hit on the big ones. The Celestial Toy Maker, the Ice Warriors, the Yeti. But the fact that salamanders in this book
1: salamanders actually one of them, yeah. and that's where, one of the ones you don't hear a lot of people talk about. Yeah,
2: and where pretty much everything else from that era is companions, aside from like a small handful of villains, makes it seem like they knew that this was coming. And that
1: was published this year. Yeah, right? I believe so. like only a few months ago, or, or at the beginning of the year, at the very least. So, well, maybe it's, it's just up be- to date to the snowman at least. Yeah, yeah, in so, their collection.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe it's because the, the the Yeti have appeared in two episodes. Well, and that, the, that's the thing. That maybe these... because even the, if you remember the old Doctor Who technical manual had the anatomy of a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the
1: oh, and well, that's, what, not I was, the tech manual, that's well, what I was. That's what I saw. him. Is are, that the Yeti is earbuds. popular enough, and even Celestial. Yeah. Even Celestial Toymaker is an iconic villain. From, yeah.
2: All the villains. The have Salamander have seems one of those ones is. that
1: at least has been off my radar for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Rb, I mean, that's one that's.
2: Is the Zarbi are in there? The Zarbi are in here. But wow. that, that episode but exists, you, so it's easy to go to. Yeah.
1: And, well, it's easy to go to the archive and say, "Okay, people will know about these." And you know and, I
2: mean? and when you have very few Z's as it is, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. gotta. That's okay, I'll give you. I'll give, you, you, I'll give you that one.
1: The ABCs of Doctor Who villains: Zarbi. <laughs> You're gonna remember that, aren't you? Maybe. File that away. <laughs> Bring it out when I need it.
2: That's the when
1: I. I think you did that. I think I did that for. A I did. The, I yeah. did Zygon.
2: But yeah, there's just hardly any villains for the first and second Doctor era.
0: So, well, I mean, there were Daleks and Cybermen. That's well, kind of
2: <laughs> and Yetis and Celestial. Toynors. And
0: then Yeti and the Celestial Toy That was about it. Cool. So, so it's stuff. How, 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 how and do you do a write up on the
1: Land of Fiction as a villain? <laughs> it's just,
2: you know what's the funny? master of the Land of Fiction?
1: You know what's funny is
2: this was 2013.
1: I, I spent. All of last weekend, because we went up and down, we did this roller coaster ride. Of, of, of. There are episodes coming. There's not. This is they debunked this rumor. No, they really have found these. No, they debunked this rumor. And then this weekend was like, no, this. There's really a lot of proof that this exists. And as the week went on, it really started to weed down to the fact that, well, we think there's only two stories. Fortunately, they're complete or mostly complete, but we only have there's only two stories. So even really since Monday, even well that's just it. Even since Saturday, though, you would think that you, we you went from this 106 episodes recovered to two stories. Yes, it's great, it's phenomenal, it's a fan, it's, nine it's a huge. Nine episodes Nine episodes, two stories. So I kept thinking, wow, is it, it when they actually make the make it official? Is it going to be one of those? Because you know you you wanted 106, yeah, but we only got nine. But when they made the announcement, and it became official. It was like that. Wow, we got nine missing <laughs> stories, nine whole missing episodes. episodes, two whole stories, nearly whole. I always have to say nearly whole because Web still has that one hole in it. But it's. Oh. It's. Um, do you remember last
0: year, 2011? We were doing the show, and they found two episodes of Doctor Who. I mean, they found and they made the announcement. with Galaxy, Galaxy Four and, and Underwater, and underwater, 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 underwater. underwater. Do you remember how Cloud9 over the moon oh, yeah. we were talking fantastic. about that? Yeah. And just, it's a good day to be a Who fan, and they found these, and just on and on and on. I mean, we gushed for like half an hour yeah. over two episodes. They found nine. <coughs> two.
1: Nearly complete. <laughs> <Episodes>. <laughs> or
0: stories. Stories.
1: Yeah, it's that's just that's incredible. It gives
2: Trouten. It gives me hope. That's the most. That's
1: that. Yeah, even that's more what's nice. Is it's, it's, it's I mean, no, offense to Hartnell. But they found Trouten. Too, it's going to fill out too big. Well, that's just it, though. If you go back and you look at the Hartnell stuff, there is so much Trouten gone. There's so much Hartnell that exists
0: that still exists. Yeah, yeah. it still
1: exists. That it's it's terrific. And and thanks to Ian Mc, Ian, Ian Levine and. Uh, his crew that started this crusade, uh, he, he should get some credit for that. He should get a he lot should. of credit for that. Um, there are 44
2: missing episodes for the first Doctor, 53 missing for the second Doctor.
1: Yeah. And we've even gotten, well, I guess they, they animated, they've already animated some of the... Uh, trout stories, but yeah. uh, they affect. I think that was the first one. Yeah, the first one was the invasion. They, they, they did those and two, and then Which, then they did right it, it, it.
2: Still lists those as missing. Uh, they sure, they're still still are. And they still are missing. Still missing. But
1: the nice thing is, we now can have them sitting on our shelves, and we know those stories because we can see what as as close to what it probably
0: was. Well, here is something I pointed out to Mel. It's uh, in my mind is kind of interesting. Is by by the time this run is done, with the fact that we're getting enemy of the world, well the UK is getting Enemy of the World on the anniversary. I don't know if we are or not. Um, and then I think I read we still get day after. We're getting... Ice Warriors is still slated for this year, right? Didn't I believe somebody so.
1: say that fell off of the list no, the, for now? the Moonbase fell off. Moon the Moonbase base fell off. off. Yeah,
0: I get those two things. So, so we're, we're, we're for sure getting Ice Warriors, I think. Likely getting Enemy of the World, and then next year we'll get Moonbase <laughs> and... Uh, they've, they've even dropped Web of the off of Enemy of the World for the DVD. Yeah,
1: that's no. what it was. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. You're right.
0: Okay, so when these come out, we'll have four new Trouton stories on DVD. You realize your DVD collection for Trouton, if you bought all of them, you now have the same number of Trouton episodes as you could potentially have of Sylvester McCoy episodes. Mm.
1: Stories, or episodes? stories, okay, not yes. episodes. I got to keep DVDs.
0: DVDs, complete, nearly. <laughs> it's too much terminology. You have you have the same number of DVDs for Trouton as you do for McCoy. That's if you're if you're a completist, that's true. And that's just I, that, again. That's something I never thought we'd actually yeah. get to that moment. Yeah. Even though the, the fanboy in me, the rose colored glasses, Sean that you all know and love, has always maintained they'll find them. I I, I believe that the to might be even if it does mean that we're going to have to find a way to pull back those right those television
1: beams from space and figure out a way to do it. <laughs> well, that's, I believe that they'll would be do how it. they'd have to do it for. There's a. I wish I, I, I. Let me see if I can find. There's that io9 article. R- yeah, oh, the, I- did the, you read yeah. that? Yeah. I'm the one posted it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. That is a fantastic article. Yeah. And it's 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 intriguing to me that there's the one story that we will never see because it wasn't even recorded. Yeah. And that just blows my mind. I and mean, it's the feast of feast Stephen, of Stephen, which was a uh, Dalek Master Plan insert. Uh, for Christmas. It would be technically the first Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's that's just, it blows my mind that, that yeah, I, I'm like you, I'm like, eventually someday maybe they will find all of them. But then you, it's so disheartening to read that that's one that you will never ever get. Because it just was, there's it doesn't exist. The only way you can do it is pull back the transmissions that have been beamed into space. Like
0: I said, I, I, I firmly believe that someday, somehow, they will find a way to do it. That they'll recover these. But at the same time, I'm such a realist that it was like, you, you, this is it. you know. I, honestly, that's why I hadn't bought the Crotons yet. I still don't own the Crotons because there's a part of me that's like, but then I'll have them all. <laughs> but now you won't. I, I won't be able to go and say there's still Trouton out there that I haven't bought yet because I'd have them all. And so it, it, I don't know. It's just this weird little block that I can't <laughs> buy that last one because I don't I don't want it to be done. I don't buy it. But now I can because there, there
1: are that <laughs> I'll many. I'll still
2: wait. Because well, yeah, he wants I'll these I'll two instead. I jer- jer- Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, I don't want something that's been sitting around for years. I want something that was just found,
2: <laughs> and one that we weren't
0: that impressed with, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, no, we, 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 we liked
0: the croutons. It was the we? Dominators. Oh, it we was didn't.
1: Dominators. Well, croutons was kind of okay. Croutons. Yeah, croutons. I think we gave it a fairly favorable fair review, but we weren't. We liked the by ideas in it, but it was. Yeah. We weren't enamored story. by it. How was the uh, we liked restoration Zoe's of skirt. the stories? Sorry, how
2: how was the restoration? No, look they, look they, they look
1: terrific. They look terrific. Yeah, they really do. I mean, they they're using the same technique that they have used on everything, well, everything. as they everything. yeah. Well, I like that
2: one trailer
0: that
1: shows the split screen between vid- the
0: before and after. Yeah. that I think shows they call it midfire,
1: but I the, I think the the benefit that they had from this one was these were stories that they didn't have. You know somebody had recorded off the television and they had these were ones that were actually transferred actual to film. film yeah and so they were sitting and they had the actual 60 millimeter film canisters and I love that interview with Phil Morris where he talks about he saw the duct tape on one of them and it had Doctor. Who written on it and he wiped the ducts away and he saw the Doctor. who and he says heart skipped a beat because <laughs> he knew what he had Ooh. Just, just as an FYI for those of you that have saw
0: the picture. I think it was again on IO9 that they, they showed a picture of the film canister. Mm-hmm. I want that picture in every post office. I want it on milk cartons. I
3: Missy.
0: want it missing. If found,
1: please call.
0: Around the
3: world, go
1: Interpol. <laughs> Get some guys on this. Please. But yeah, it's it, it's a good week to be a fan, and it I'm really just, is. I've been I've been soaking it up all weekend long. For, uh, Going everywhere and looking at all the news stories. And the funny thing is, I can't. Sometimes you, you, a, a big story drops, and you feel the, the need to go out there and read a lot, of, a lot about what's going on. And once you've read two or three articles about something, you start rereading. You're basically yeah. rereading the same information. So you get, you get to a point where you stop after like the third article you read on a news story. I was just in such a euphoria this weekend that I kept reading all of the different reports on this. No matter how similar the stories were together, because I kept sitting there And it, and the, the amazing thing was to go to the different sites that I had never seen anything Doctor Who ever ever published on there ever, except for maybe like a, a brief mention that there's going to be a new Doctor or that you know Matt Smith's leaving the role because that was kind of, you know that's kind of mainstream news now. Even on sites that you know, I generally would never have expected to see a Doctor Who story. They at least had a little blurb talking about you know just this how rare of a find this was. And it just all weekend, I kept going to different sites, and then I'd go to reviews of people that have have seen the episodes, and and it's been really favorable so far for the most part. I mean, there's there's some that are naysayers, and but you know I I don't typically read uh, tenant fangirl mail. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. Do you mean they're not tenant? In the cookie bin, you went pilfered your cookie bin. I did pilfer
3: the
0: cookie bin. Yeah, I think I I think I read that uh, quote from. uh No, it's the bag that's right there.
1: Oh no! No, there's one in there still. Did I beat the last
0: one? Yes. You're a punk. Yes, I think I read that quote from Philip Morris like ten times this week, in a different (laughs) article each time.
2: Exactly. So we can't take these for lunch tomorrow, sir Keith. The whole unopened one. Oh, so <laughs> that's why I'm not. Hey, wait a minute. If this has been the last of the day, I wouldn't have even had yeah. it, but
0: well, I would have. <laughs> I'd have felt bad about it afterward. Should
1: we move on to feedback from what everybody else has to say about this?
0: Real quick, I, I do want to throw out a I feel very fortunate tonight being a WHO fan because how much would it suck if we were fans of like Dad's Army? <laughs> <laughs> or I mean which are, was
1: reportedly in that hall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean just the, there are other shows out there that got wiped that there is no hope. I have hope for Doctor Who. <laughs> I will always have hope for it. There's a lot of those other people that are just you know.
1: It sort of there makes is me a, wonder <laughs> that there's clearly not the following for Dance Army that there is for Doctor <laughs> Who. But it kind of makes me wonder that on these expeditions, when we're going to places where things have... You know, they talked about bicycling, how it would start at Mm -hmm. one point, Hong Kong, and then they would move on to these different Mm -hmm. locations. Essentially, once the film was screened in that country or broadcast in that country, then they would load it up on a boat and send it to the next stop. But it makes me wonder as as they've been checking these bicycling locations, if they have... Stumbled across BBC episodes that have been, but because they're not huge deal like Dad's Army or something like that, they have recovered a lot of this stuff that's just kind of gone under the radar. And then when they get enough to say, "Okay, we want to release season one or season two or season three of Dad's Army," they have it. and they'll make they, a big deal out of it. Well, man. and I, I don't—I I hate to say that—it's not that big of a deal, but it's really not. So there's a handful of people that will get some enjoyment when they're surprised by the fact that hey, the DVDs are coming out, and then there'll be a little—you uh, know. Uh, once Missing Episode 7 of Dad's Army. Or, you know yeah, you know what I mean? So, it's not going to be then. this huge media phenomenal that happens with Doctor Who. But there'll be a little sticker on there, and then there'll be a making of you know, special where they say, yeah, we found these, and they'll explain how they found it. So that's how they'll get those. So I... I They were sandwiched between a bunch of Doctor Who tins, and they were almost thrown out. I hold out hope that those... those, If the BBC has been recovering some of the other things that have been missing as well, they just aren't front-page news. So I, I, I think that and the best example of that, or the best evidence to that, is the fact that when this story broke originally, like in June when this started really taking off, um, somebody used the evidence of the fact that there's a Dad's Army DVD box set coming out, and it lists everything with some things missing. But I think they alluded to the fact that there were some that were thought once missing that have shown that they that they're, that they're, they're showing up on appeared. this list. Yeah. And so that's what it makes me wonder: is if the BBC is realizing that hey we can restore some of the stuff we found along the way and just kind of surprise them as we put the DVDs out So for those other, other shows. So, well, way to go marketing for ruining the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's hear what others have to say about these missing episodes, and we'll move on into feedback. Back.
0: I don't have time, guys. I'm sorry. I know. I was
2: just double checking. I was going to let him go on our buy, go on and Keith
0: did the little. <laughs> yeah, I know. He snickers because he, he's still reigning Getting champ ready? of the feedback song. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I wish, you know, I don't like disappointing people. I just don't have time to do it right now. I'm sorry.
1: Who's first?
2: First up is Mark. Mark writes, Gents, well developed to the 50th, but it's happening. There is so much going on that it's impossible to keep track of it all. Next year will be a bit dull in comparison. It's not every year as a Who, and you get to see a new companion, a new Doctor, a 3D special, long last episodes released, and a journey into the TARDIS. The list goes on and on. The lack of focus on the 50th anniversary shows itself is refreshing. It's almost being a child again. We never had a tra- we never had trailer after trailer, announcement after announcement. It was exciting enough that Doctor Who was on. Very rarely was there the. Was there disappointment when watching the show because there wasn't the hype around to build up the expectation and false hope? Now I'm sounding like my dad banging on about the good old days. My kids tell me I dance like him, too. (laughs) There was a point to this comment, but I forgot what it was somewhere in the first sentence. Thanks for your time, Mark. (laughs) Okay, Mark. Mark, Mark, first time writer. I don't think Mark's written into us. I think this is a different Mark. No. So well, this, Mark, this is definitely
1: not Mark McMurray. Right? Yeah. No, it's not Mark McMurray. doesn't have kids. No. <laughs>
2: That's why I said this is never Mark
1: um, Here's one thing that I, I want to throw out here as well, because he, he brings this up, that there's so much going on. I hope that all of those people that were bagging on Moffat, <laughs> because he said at the end of last year... That there's going, going to be, be a year. lot. That it's the biggest year for Doctor Who. I hope they're all really eating crow right now, because they they bagged on him and bagged on him for all that little dry period we had at the first of Do the year. Do you think he knew then? I'm sure he knew then. If he knew, if early they, enough to write the Snowman, well, that aired yeah. in December yeah. of last year. I remember, um, him, talking in in, I remember year. him talking in. I remember him talking in. Fall of last year about how the fiftieth anniversary was gonna be there'd be more Doctor Who than ever and that, you know, there was a lot coming and they had a lot planned. And then it we had this dry spell of nothing happening and no announcements and nothing. We had this little blurb at a Comic Con somewhere or a toy fair or something with the few and people were trying to grasp at straws and nuggets and I even said, Yeah, that's probably all we're gonna get but I was trying not to build up my expectations either. I was thinking to me that was enough, but Every, but everybody was hanging on Moffitt's, you know, breath with that announcement. There was going to be huge, and there would be all this stuff. And then, sure, as it as nothing. it happened and kept going, and people were like dogging on him. And I just hope he has the biggest grin on his face <laughs> today. I hope he does. I hope he does.
2: Unfortunately, those same people are probably just com- still complaining that there's no 15. Yeah, those people
1: would have complained if they. Were.
2: The,
0: yeah. So Mark brought. I, I read Mark's um, reply earlier. Um, this week when it came in and it really got me to thinking and here here's here's my official stance on this there is more I guarantee I'm 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 going to say this right now you can believe me or don't I guarantee this is the tip of the iceberg I think they've got more episodes I think the classic doctors are in the 50th anniversary I think all those things, all those wild, improbable... Would you secretary this and write this down? Write this down. I think all those wild, improbable things that you think there's absolutely no way on earth that could happen, I think they're all happening. And I think the genius of Moffat and the BBC... And Seriously, what, would you write I, I'm this down? I'm trying to pull up... What they've been it. up to. You can go... You're, you're archiving it. This one's on audio. You'll be able to record this. Yeah, but that, yeah, but we're that. Not I can remember... remember. Listen to I think the genius of it is all <clears throat> the balls in the air. I think he's got the fans distracted. I think he's pulling a three-ring circus and a razzle-dazzle on us. I think he's, look over here at this, look over here at <laughs> this. Hey, new doctor. Hey, Google TARDIS view. Hey, this. Hey, this. New episodes. And I think everybody's just bamboozled. And we've forgotten about the 50th. Okay, so we've got so much other stuff going on. So what nobody's are you proclaiming talking. here? I'm proclaiming that there will be classic doctors in the 50th anniversary special. One or more. Probably more. I think it's going to happen. And I think all of this... even, even sound like
1: it was about to backpedal. No.
0: One or more. I, I think all of this, a- even new episodes of Troughton's era, I think it's dog and pony show. I think all of that is designed to keep us off balance. Is that the and only thing
2: he's claiming? Not looking is at that. He's
0: claiming more than just. I think. I think there's more. I think they have. Maybe no, not, there's more episodes. I think there's he more episodes. I, I don't. Episodes. Maybe. Maybe not 106.
2: Which I, I'm. 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 Are, are you, are you I'm not going to dispute that because more I, episodes I, will be announced before the 50th or in this year. Maybe I don't know. I think they've got them.
0: I guarantee. it down. I guarantee you they've got. I'll them. give him a full year on that one. I guarantee you they've got them. And maybe, you know, they're going to let this die down. Maybe not. I don't know. But the the, the whole thing, I really honestly believe, is to just that they've got so much going on right now that it's designed to distract us and keep us in this state of euphoria up until the 50th anniversary airs.
1: So you really only said two things more lost yeah. episodes and. and- I can remember that. You can remember
0: that in the
2: classic. I, I, classic remember,
0: I, I honestly believe that. I think that's the that that's the plan. And I mean, think about this for just a minute. We've had these two episodes of, of, of Trouton's era, and we've remastered them and kept it quiet. Now, aside from the little rumor mill that started churning in June when the whole thing really got the ball rolling, and that was some really. Di- I, I can see the looks on the guys' faces at the BBC when they went. Oh crap. Who leaked this? And then they went and looked at the improbable trail that the fans had gotten to to get to that point. And it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> they put two and two together and came up with chair and they knew that we had this? <laughs> Man, they have done a masterful job of keeping this silent. Because it's not just the fact that they had the episodes. They had time to remaster them and clean them up and get... You've posted our episodes on iTunes. How long does that take? That's like months of waiting for iTunes to get you the license to upgrade something and put oh. it on. You, see, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, they already have a license, for the but still,
0: thing. I mean, it took. They had to make that artwork. I yeah,
1: no, they've already got artwork. For I go home and edit it for about two hours, and then I publish it. But that's not what you meant. Yeah, you yeah. Meant well, we, to we, get we, us on to iTunes, we had like initially. ten or thirteen episodes that went out before we finally that's got on iTunes. iTunes.
0: I mean, it's just this stuff. The, the wheels of commerce grind slowly. They had all this stuff in place beforehand. Think about that for a minute. They have known. And yeah, I firmly believe Moffat wrote Snowman knowing. Yeah, we're going to get Web of Fear. I'm bringing the great intelligence back. Why? We talked about it at the time we reviewed it. Why on earth of all the villains that he could reach back into the grab bag and pull out? Why great intelligence? It's because he knew.
1: And I guarantee you there's more. I guarantee
0: you there's more. There's more coming.
1: There's well, got to be. I want to speak to something that, that goes along those same lines. Because I remember hearing an interview, and I, I, I the guy's name always... Ex- Escapes me, but it's the guy who's Benedict the head. Cumberbatch. No, it's the guy who's <laughs> now, Benjamin. It's the guy who always he he heads up BBC worldwide, and he's kind of the the editor or whatever the hit this the head guy over there. And I, I heard an interview with him about a year and a half ago on one, on another podcast, and I wish I could give them credit, but I can't remember for certain. But he was talking to them, and it was probably Radio Free Scaro. But he was talking to them about how. They they were asking. The question was posed in such a way as to the things that you release on DVD that are, are that are released in the classic series. Do you coordinate with the BBC on what is going to air? So, like, well, if it's the Santarans are introduced in the uh, third season of mm-hmm. Doctor Who, do you guys coordinate with the BBC? Does BBC Worldwide, BBC to coordinate make sure to make sure that you get warrior, some, warrior, that you yep. get, you know, you get some of those DVDs to come out at the same time? And he emphatically said, "No, we just we don't do that. We release what we have and available, and what we're working on, because we plan our schedule out, you know, a much year or so advance. ahead, because we have to put so much stuff together to put onto a DVD." And I thoroughly believe that's sure, true. Absolutely. I think that's what happened. But I think that something there in the marketing department. I think they have been successfully able to bridge a gap there that existed before. Because if you look at this, what else is in the 50th anniversary? Albeit, I think it'll be a quick small cameo, but what other villain is going to be Zygons, in the 50th? And what yeah. just came out Terror last week? Terror of the Zygons. Exactly. So I think, and then we've got this Snowman uh, Web of Fear connection. I think that they have done a better job of saying, okay, let's use the new series... To market the old series, and they're doing that right, and so I think what you're saying has a lot of merit to it, and I think that 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 helps. And I will conclude by saying that I have never more hoped that you're right <laughs> with
3: one of your predictions, <laughs>
1: because most of the time I'm certain that you're going to be wrong. But this is one of those times that I hope everything you're saying is the absolute.
0: What's going I to happen. I, I, I don't I cannot explain. <clears throat> I cannot explain why. I, I I just have this feeling and maybe it's my youthful you know ignorance and hope maybe it's my rose colored glasses I cannot explain it I know there are more out there and I know that they've got some of them See, and maybe I, not 106
1: my maybe other that's way blown out of no, proportion I think, that is. I,
0: think I think that's just really wishful thinking
1: but I know I know they've got a couple problem my problem with this is is that the BBC has not had a very good past track record in the past of keeping well. secrets but They've blown a they lot didn't. of stuff. Now, that was mostly prior to Moffat heading up the show. And maybe he's been able to get in there and rein some of that back. Well, but
0: realistically, it's all marketing. That's
1: they're, because their track, marketing their track record part, is poor.
0: Season 7, Part 2, before it even finished so, airing. Yeah. You know, that was marketing. That was, huge. That was BBC Worldwide. Man dropped was the ball. That, uh what was the other one that we were laughing about earlier this year that they were like, <coughs> I can't believe you guys have screwed this up. I don't remember now. But there were there was something else. There have been several of them that just kind of bam, bam, bam. And all of that, if you think about it, all of those flubs have been going on while we're holding new episodes of Trouton because we already found them and we're remastering them. Think about that. Maybe those weren't flubs. Maybe they were intentional leaks as part of that dog and pony show to keep us off balance.
1: But would be—I wish I could give the BBC more credit.
0: Did they say how? Long it's they a huge had. conspiracy theory. I'll admit to that, but yeah. I just—I I firmly believe it's out there. So,
2: did they say how long they had these in their possession before they announced it? Nope. I, I was just saying I have not seen that anywhere in any reports. I would be really interested to know that. Yeah. That's the other thing. As many times they as I don't know read how that long qu- it takes to clean these up either.
0: As many times as I read that quote, well, they've certainly gotten better at it. Sorry. Think about this and for just a minute. At it. We found them in a broom closet. They were sitting on the shelf. There was dust on them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because you've set this up as what, as fans, we would anticipate happening? Yeah. It's. It's. <laughs> I'm. Ser- I'm serious. Think about it. It's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Episode of How to Find Doctor Who episodes. It's a tutorial. You go to the place where you didn't think they were. You go in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a shelf, covered in dust. And we get the indie whoosh, swiping off, and it says Doctor Who. I mean, come on, really? I'm drooling. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy that there were two canisters there. I no, don't believe I it. Think there was more. The I think two he, I think he found more. I totally think you found more. I think maybe these were the two on top. <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> I wiped the dust off of the first one. Oh, but I can't say that. I, I I don't know. Take it at face value, kids, but that's what I think. All right, who's next? Up next is Scott. That's mine. Scott from Philly writes: Comment question, hey Kansas crew. If he asked me a year ago, 10, 20 years ago, what is the one lost story I most wanted to see? It's enemy of the world. And now it's here! In the middle of the famous season of Monsters Year, to have a non-monster story was a bold move. And I'm sure it helped cut costs doing without monster suits and having to, have to pay another actor as the lead villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to wait to buy my own DVD copy, but I can't wait to hear everyone's opinions about this one. How evil will the salamander be? How different will he be from the Doctor? Where did Jamie learn how to karate chop? ha <laughs> ha! With The Web of Fear, I hope you guys will do a series on Lethbridge Stewart. From this first story to Battlefield, not every single story, but most of the major ones. If you do or don't, I hope you'll get around to reviewing Downtime, the fan-produced story. It ties in so well to both classic and modern Who. It features so many familiar faces, and Nick Courtney's acting is brilliant. The story's not great, but all things considered, it's worth watching. Your Chiefs are winning, lost episodes are being found, everything must be, oh no... A report coming in that an irate Space Buffalo is headed to the U.S. <laughs> to protest Columbus Day. Take cover and take care.
2: You know, I thought I saw in the, on CNN that there were some protests in Washington. I didn't know it was started up by the Space, space Buffalo. Space
0: Buffalo. I will say... Because only a Space Buffalo would start protests about Columbus Day in Washington while the government shut down. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> I can't remember. Have we done a uh, adversary archive on or not on the space buffalo? Uh, no, archive <laughs> on, on uh, no. The, brig. the brig. Not, on, not okay. on the brig. We have not. Well, I don't think we're going to formulate it in that way because I think there's a, a there's other stories that would do the brig, but we would include web of fear in that. But I think what I'm going to lobby for among us is to do a great intelligence adversary archive, and we'll include abominable snowman, web of fear, downtime, the Snowman, Bells of St. John, in the name of the doctor. doctor. And possibly the 50th. Yes, and possibly the (laughs) 50th, if if GI turns up there, too. So, one way or the other, we're going to address those, and we will watch downtime, because I have done that, because I already did my string of great intelligence. You did. I'm looking forward to watching it. I thoroughly loved the connections that can be made. Whether it's an over enthusiastic retcon fan like myself, <laughs> or that they're just obviously there. Well, because Kate's in in the, the downtime that Kate Stewart shows up for the first time. Yes, Kate is in that. So we um, technically
0: should include Power of Three.
1: Vi- well, I guess that's true. Vic, uh, Victoria returns. That's if we do a. Professor, free archive, no. Professor yeah, well, Travers returns. The Brigadier, obviously, is in it. <laughs> um, Sarah Jane Smith. Is in it, it's, a, it's it's so good. I mean, it's just yeah, I'm getting chills. It's it's not a good story. He's absolutely right, but the 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 way that they did this is structured, and the attempt that they made was just made it makes it phenomenal. So it's fan wank. It is fan wank. It's total <laughs> There's
0: nothing wrong with that.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I'll take a good piece of fan wank yeah, over ghost would. light any day of the week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, did I tip my hand?
1: Up next is Rachel. All right. Rachel writes... Question, comment? Hello, Vortex Game gang. Just wanted to drop you a line to say hello. Hello. Thanks, hello. Rachel. No, I'm just nice. kidding. There's more. Um, I haven't sent any feedback recently because, frankly, I haven't had anything to really say. The book slash comic slash big finish you guys have been reviewing I haven't had a chance to read and or listen to, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying your and other folks' reviews. But since so much has been going on in the last few weeks, I thought I'd chime in on some madness. Some of the madness. First, the no longer lost episodes. <laughs> While it wasn't the 100 episodes people were hoping for, all things considered, I say nine isn't too shabby either. As I'm almost done watching Hartnell's run, I'm looking forward to being able to watch these two stories once I start Trouton's era. It's true. Anybody that hasn't delved into Trouton's era just got two more stories to add to the list. Yep, that's fantastic. Now, who do we have to encourage to keep checking every storage cupboard and basement in Africa or more? That's why I say, buy these on iTunes. They will realize how important this is to us, and they will continue to push for that. Oh, and
0: was it Mark or Scott that said he was waiting to buy his DVD copy? Scott. Ooh, Scott? Scott, don't Don't wait. Glenn has convinced me. I'm buying the iTunes double copies spin, tomorrow. Double spin. Double
1: spin. I don't normally do that, but I, yeah, double spin. It's a good cause. Even though
0: it will, it will seriously put a crimp into my vinyl figure buying. <laughs> I will double
1: spend. Double spin. Ghostlight. What can I say about Ghostlight? <laughs> I think this story contains some of Sophie Aldred's best acting. She and Sylvester McCoy had great chemistry, and it shows, even when she's ticked off at him. That he's taken her back to Perivale. I think the doctor knew Ace needed to, confer- to confront her demons and could solve the mystery of Gabrielle Chase at the same time. It must work because, not sure if this is a spoiler or not to anyone, but they go back to Perivale again in survival. I guess that's all I have for now. Well, she found some good <laughs> to say about it and didn't huh. say anything else. There you go. I guess that's all I have for now. I must get back to preparing for Halloween. Those decorations won't build themselves. Rachel, we expect pictures soon. Yes. Yeah. So we can get them done. We want to see. And I want to hear what quotes you're going to use.
2: That That's was right. Rachel, right? Oh, Rachel.
1: That yeah. Rachel. That was Rachel. Yeah, she's doing a Doctor Who theme, uh, Halloween theme decoration, So Up next is Chrissy. She writes, Missing no
2: more and missing plot elements. I <laughs> wonder which one's which. <laughs> Dear Vortex Boys... After a whole summer of getting our hopes up And being disappointed And getting our hopes up again And being disappointed again And getting mad when we hear rumors floated around yet again Hooray for (laughs) found missing episodes Hooray Hooray! Hooray! And not just any old missing episodes but But full second Doctor stories Stories with Victoria And immediately available on iTunes And everyone's denials and no comments Those were cleaned up And ready to be Ready to be marketed pretty fast Good grief you, if you can't trust the BBC, who can you trust that was sarcasm by the way. I'm finding <laughs> that people have a hard time sensing my brand of dry humor, especially online.
0: I got it <laughs> I did too I did
2: too but I do have one teeny tiny little question the guy who found the episodes Philip Morris isn't the fame Philip isn't the same isn't he the same Philip Morris who back in June sent out that angry all caps memo that all the missing Doctor Who episodes were gone forever and then stopped bugging him about it and the Tooth Fairy isn't real? If you don't remember, here's an article with the memo. She included (laughs) a link. Not that I'm not grateful to him for all his work in recovering these episodes. It's just funny that's what he said then compared to what he's saying now. I guess there were negotiations still going on over the return of the tapes and if anything could upset those negotiations... But still, something to remark on.
1: Let me let me touch on that because I've been waiting to talk about this because while Sean paints a rosy picture of the BBC and the clever manipulating they've done in Balls in the Air, which I'm, I, I I can kind of see some of that, I think what happened was in June, this story got out too soon. It leaked. And I don't think we got two and two equals chair. I think that we got pretty close to this because... When when people were weeding this down, we said, oh, 106 episodes, which now, if they really do have them, that piece of it will be true. I mean, and not 106, but uh, several episodes. In fact, I saw a report, I think Bleeding Cool was saying not 106, but 90. Yeah. The 106 didn't come out until the Mirror did it just last week. Yeah. Or, yeah, last weekend. But So, 90 episodes probably could be found. I think what happens was is, I think damage control kicked in. And the BBC, instead of trying to figure out ways of subduing this or maybe verifying this, they took a different tactic this time. Because what's happened before is the BBC is quick to turn and say, yes, that rumor is true. Now their new tactic is, because they want to keep the surprise in the can, their new tactic is just a flat-out lie. And I think that's what they're doing now. And that's, that's actually not good PR. That's not a good way to market. You can't... When something comes out, you can deny or be tight-lipped about it, but you can't flat out lie. do this kind of thing and lie. And sure, think, you can. I think you know that's, why? Because Moffat's running the show. I think that's <laughs> we the, have the ultimate liar the pro- in charge. But I think that's the problem with that because that's that's very disgenuine to do to your public.
0: I didn't say it was nice. I just said that's the way they're doing it. I
1: think that's why, yes, this was Philip uh, supposedly a quote from Philip Morris in all caps in the memo saying that that's what they're doing is because they think lying then will serve them better later as as a surprise because we will forgive them that they lied to us because there was a surprise. The problem with this particular set of rumors is that lie did not kill the rumor. It still yeah. continued to fester, in fact, we got this whole roller coaster ride that we went through. Well, and, that's and why unfortunately, it's two plus two if it had share. shut it, if it had shut it down in the beginning, and then we went this whole time thinking, okay, well, they're really not there, and then surprise, hey, they are. That would have been a softer blow for me, but to have this continue to come up and still have in the back of my mind that Philip Morris. And emphatically said no and lied. I think that's why I was so very dismissive in any
2: of the rumors that came back. See, and that
1: that that is that does present a problem to me as a fan.
0: Well, I I think it does, but that's why it's the the way it was because nobody when the when the rumor initially broke, if you remember what we were talking about, is the, 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 the idea that there was this, and I think the exact quote was "huge treasure trove of episodes found." I think that was how it was initially worded. And they started talking about the fact that they were shipping them to somewhere in England. And somebody got a look at the shipping Mm manifest. And that's where the Dad's Army reference Mm -hmm. came from. And could Dr. Who be part of this? And then Ian Levine chimed in on it and said something to the effect of it was like two tons worth of material (laughs) that was being shipped over.
1: I don't think that was Ian. I think he was mostly confirming. Well, well,
0: because he had made the comment that that I've seen a boatload of evidence indicating that it's real.
2: And then he turned tail very quickly afterwards. And then he turned
0: tail very quickly afterwards. That is exactly what happened, is that somebody started piecing together this very bizarre sequence of events and went, they found New Who episodes, and everybody jumped on it, and the BBC panicked. Because they were like, we've got them, and we're cleaning them up currently, and we don't want people to know about it. And I think Philip Morris issued his statement, and I think they went to Ian Levine and said, don't ruin this for the 50th, please keep your trap shut. And he issued a retraction statement, and everything. I think everybody's playing ball. I, I guarantee that's what it is. I think Moffitt is such a masterful storyteller liar, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> that he's got everybody on board with the idea of it. And so this this whole thing about there are not gonna be any classic doctors and doctor Sure. Yeah, I believe you, Moff. I believe you. You just keep has, telling. Has Moffat
2: actually said that there isn't gonna? Mm,
1: no. I don't, no, don't
2: think Mo- Moffat doesn't lie.
1: He just doesn't... No, Moffat's lied. Moffitt's we've, we've caught Moffat's lies no, before. Yeah. I can't remember, but I remember last year talking about a, two or three things that we were like, hey, he said there wasn't this, and then there was... I mean, the Daleks was one. There'll uh-huh. be no returning Daleks. There'll be no returning and they, Daleks. And then they, there no they, no they were. That's true. And then and there was another thing that was right after that, that he said there will be no this, and then there was... He said they would. He wouldn't split up a season. That was one of the other things that he lied about. I will not split it up between two years, putting a Christmas special in the middle, and then he split it up between two years and put a Christmas special. Yeah, Moffat lies. Mo- and, I'll well, and give you
0: that. That's the thing, though, is that Moffat lies to me in the same way that the Doctor lies to, to his companions. I, I think that it, it, it. Yes, he lies, but it's always for your own good. <laughs> and so I'm willing to let it go. Maybe even, this is why I even have more well, of
1: a problem of it, is I have kids. And when my kids lie to me, and then I find out the truth later, it's worse for them that they lie. Yeah. When I find the truth out, than if they'd have told me the truth then, and then they just get in trouble for what they did. But now they're suddenly double trouble because they lied to me. So maybe that's the problem I have with anybody saying, even though they think it's for the better good. Yeah. Anybody lying, flat out lying about something, and then turning around saying, "Oh no, we really did have it here. You go, surprise," and think I'm going to be happy about it. That's not cool. So I mean, I'm still happy that we have the mis- this episodes. editorial
0: brought to you by Grumpy Bear Vortex. Don't Glenn, get me
1: wrong; who's upset <laughs> they accept. found new. episodes. I'm, I'm still excited. No, I'm, I'm not upset they found new episodes. I'm upset that they that they lied about. They it. Did not I think they it could, as well <laughs> as they could have. I think they could have handled it better than they,
2: they, that. when yes. the, when the rumors started circulating. They could have quelled it by saying, "Yes, we have found some episodes. We are not ready to say what episodes we have found." But we have found some.
0: No, nah, that would have started a firestorm. Yeah, I, I, that, that would have just... I, I
2: fall
1: down on that side of it too. I, I think we, we, that we will announce at a later it date started... which episodes we found, but we have found nine. See, I don't think you could have dropped how many you had either, because then people would have figured out what they had. There's no good way to handle this no, if it's really it, But lying isn't a good way either. So,
2: <laughs> then how would you how would you have handled it?
1: I don't know, but I know there's uh, a better way than flat out lying. I think I would have preferred and to, be fair, Philip to know. Philip Morris lied about earlier. it. The BBC
2: didn't lie about it. Mm-hmm. Philip Morris. Doesn't no, the
1: BBC. There. Well, I, I should the, go this back. This quote on, is, an,
2: is from him speaking on behalf of the television. International Enterprise Archive.
1: Yes, that quote is. Now, let me go see if I can find Where the BBC's. he says they were destroyed. Let me see if I can go find the BBC's. Let, let, let me, I'm actually, while you're looking for that up, I'm actually going to
0: read his, his, the, the, the quote that uh, Chrissy posted. And this is from Bleeding Cool News. Film archivist Philip Morris of the Television International Episode Archive, who has spent decades traveling the world looking for, let's call it, insecure media, has issued the following statement regarding his believed involvement with the recovery of a large amount of missing Doctor Who episodes. Much of it is capital's. A brief statement, TIEA does not hold any missing episodes of the long-running Doctor Who series. The original videotapes were wiped, subsequent film copies were either returned to the BBC and sent to landfill. Odd fragments have surfaced, two episodes on 16mm film, but that's it. The programs in question, like many others, were destroyed as they had no further commercial value. They are not missing, but destroyed. The end. And then not in caps. I'm sorry if this upsets some people, but these are the facts. I have also become aware they are tracking some of our client shipments. These are local cultural materials sent to us from migration to a modern format as the playback equipment in the country of origin no longer exists. And as such is best road to preserve international cultural heritage. I will be making no more statements on this subject. Philip Morris, Executive Director, TIEA.
1: I forgot that it was Castor Boris that said last November we became aware of the possibility of lost episodes of Doctor Who had been uncovered. I think that's probably when they found them was last November. Yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. I can't find the exact quote, Keith, from the BBC, but they, they initially said, no, it, it's, it, it's rubbish that it doesn't. The rumors are not, not true. Ian don't, I don't Levine remember tweeted in
0: response, that. Deeply sick, distressed, disheartened, all hopes dashed, all joy gone from the world, that's it. Do not ask me to say another word. All caps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's get on with Chrissy's rest of her.
2: She Guys. writes... Uh Anyway, it's good to have the enemy of the world and Web of Fear back and watchable. I've watched Enemy of the World, and it may be one of my new favorites. It's so nice to finally have a context for Episode Three, which is the only piece we had, ha- we piece of it we had before. It's a really fantastic story. I even said so on my blog, and thank you, Glenn, for posting my review to, on your you guys' website. I was re- I was really flattered when you asked if you could. So, yay, found episodes, and here's hoping there may be more out there. Anyone t- planning on? a planning a trip to Outer Mongolia soon? (laughs) We can't even get to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a really good thing that these episodes were announced this week. Otherwise, I was going to take you through the task for spreading rumors and getting my hopes up (laughs) needlessly. So count your blessings, boys. All right, let me
1: say this. Here's what we should do. We should go to the BBC, and we should say, All of this money that you're making from iTunes on these two episodes that are trending in the top ten everywhere... You give that money to us, and we'll go find the other we'll episodes.
2: I will. First I would, place yeah. we're
1: checking is Chicago, November 29th. 20-
2: <laughs> you never do,
0: know. 29th. Could you imagine? What do you do for a living? My paid gig is to travel the world looking for lost episodes of Doctor Who. So where do I sign up mm-hmm. for this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll drop everything in a heartbeat
1: to go take that That's gig That's why... Because BBC I know how to do it. They wrote me a manual. I have to go to the broom closet and look on the shelf. That's why BBC Worldwide has to make money off of these iTunes. And they're doing a fantastic job, but don't feel like <laughs> that's enough. Somebody else is buying them, and they're ranking high. Keep buying those off of iTunes.
0: And if you buy these two episodes off of iTunes, we will chip in this disappearing TARDIS mug on our part of our pledge drive.
1: I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea. An invisible TARDIS. I got an idea. It's just a white coffee. <laughs> if you you buy the episodes on you buy the episodes on iTunes and you send us a note. See, I want a picture so I know that you really bought them. Somehow show me that you bought these episodes on iTunes. Send us a note in feedback, send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. I will take everybody who has purchased those episodes. I will take every one of you. I'll put your names in a hat, and I'll draw for a, a nice little vinyl t- figure toy. Not one oh. of yours. I'm not taking yours. I'll go buy a figure. A figure, maybe a ti- two. A Titans. Mm. A Titans. Mini vinyl figure. Uh, it'll probably be from the uh, David Tennant wave, but uh, well, maybe, 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 maybe it'll we'll be have from the Doctor's, doctor's wave. wave by we'll the time see. We get those in. But I will buy. I'll buy two of them. You guys want to pitch up and buy more? That's right. <laughs> we'll draw the names out of a hat. Now here's that's the rules. You have to show me that you've purchased it on on iTunes. And you're you're getting you're not it's not like you're getting something for nothing because you're getting two great Patrick Taunton episodes. Even if you plan to buy, have to buy DVD. both, or just one, just buy one, just buy one, and I'll put your name in a hat. But you got to show me some sort of proof. How about
0: how about an entry for each one you buy?
1: Yeah. Oh, an entry for each. Yeah, that'll one. work. For each go. one you buy, you get into entry. I'm formulating these rules. You don't you don't count. Uh, I'm not, not buying eligible. Damn. You. No, <laughs> Anybody on this show is not eligible. Uh, I will buy two of these vinyl figures unopened so you won't know what you're getting I'll draw names <laughs> wow, out of that's a hat be a and the person that I draw their name you get a chance to win two vinyl figures of Doctor Who that's, we send that's them to what I'm saying Them unopened. yeah they will go unopened I'm not going to open your vinyl figures because I'm not going to swap out for ones that I didn't get
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun okay this person
1: got this no I'm not they, opening they their they vinyl figures stuff, they, they get, get this this the figure. joy of opening okay. that box and finding out what vinyl All figures alright there you go listeners Right there. You t- that's how much of a crusade how, 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 I am. for. You think I work for iTunes or BBC Worldwide or somebody. I don't, but I know how this works. You, this under- is, you understand that, we pretent- according to my mother, we potentially kind of
0: have tape. thousands of listeners that could be at this moment going and buying iTunes. That's, that's terrific. Great. It's okay. still
2: only two people will win. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to need a really big hat. <laughs> two people are winning? Uh, well, if you buy two, you buy two figures. Well, maybe we all should buy one. I was gonna three.
1: buy I okay that's fine. And that'll give more people a chance to yeah, win. I was gonna we, buy two and give it to the top oh, the two, person two we drew their name. We could do it that name, way too. We could each, one name and yeah. we could draw three names and each one of them gets a bunch This is favorite. how we do contests here at Traveling the yeah, Vortex. We, we make the up the rules <laughs> while we go. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs>
2: well we need a deadline.
1: Um When is this gonna be posted? <laughs> well this will go up tomorrow, because 'cause I'm off. Um Oh that's true. I don't want to do a week. I want to give everybody a couple of weeks. <laughs> So let's set a deadline Halloween. for. Oh, Halloween's good. October thirty first. That's fifteen days. That's or 15, more than fifteen. Because then we'll record on Sunday. and We'll reveal the winner. of The, of the there ones. we go. Yes. So get you got your stuff October us by 31st th- by to October thirty first convince me that you've purchased it on iTunes. Now it could be a screen cap of your screen. Now don't give me your don't give me your iTunes number or credit card <laughs> numbers or anything like that. And and
0: receipts.
1: Yeah, receipts would be okay. Just block out the, you know. The, the proven in numbers. Sense. But but show me that you've bought it on iTunes and I will put your name in the hat. We will draw all three winners randomly of all the people that send in uh submissions. I I, I, I genuinely I feel that I feel that good about this. I, I think that this is the way we get more episodes. I think this is the way we've proved to the BBC that there are there is there is money to be made from those of us that will double buy these kind of things, because I'm going to go out and buy the DVDs as well, so they've got my money twice. But I got instant gratification on these episodes. I get to watch, you know, enemy of uh, enemy of the world for at least a month before or two months. Well, it comes out this next month, so for at least a month before anybody else that's waiting to watch it on DVD, I get to watch Web of Fear until January or February. And I'm going to purchase it again because later I'm going to buy it for those specials and, and additional stuff on them as well. So I'm getting something then as well for my money. Yeah. So I, I, I truly believe this is the way to go. And I, I, these guys know me. I'm a liberal. <laughs> Capitalism is is bad sometimes, but when <laughs> done correctly, <laughs> when done correctly, this is the way to do it, guys. That's if you if you if you send them your money they will turn we'll it for them. us i promise this is this is how we prove to them that that classic doctor who is still a viable merchandise for them is a, is a viable stream of revenue so I, i'm I, i'm pleading with everybody and i I'm, I'm sorry i've been pounding this this whole time <laughs> but i really believe that it's a good thing to buy these things on iTunes don't pirate them. <laughs> don't don't, pirate them. don't download your friends' copies Eventually, we'll get through Chrissy's email here. <laughs> she continues.
2: So, reviews for this week's Seventh Doctor Stories Ghost Ghostlight, pineapple, pineapple pastrami with mango and chicken feet. Mm-hmm. Have faces been real and all, all in the time? Chinese finger liver is actually best in street. Chrissy, I think you have word salad. Uh, large green bedtime isn't for sheep. Hat day could do for you. Holy cow, not responsible for your vehicle. Be, res- be careful of landslide. Potential danger is worse than naked fire. Room, uh, room a foreign visitor. Warmy washes sends the room. Traveler from to get into by bus. Pest the core of crab over fish and kleptomaniac. Peculiar coffee. Fat guy, Furrier, Taylor made keeping good repair. And Ace gets character
1: development. <laughs> so Chrissy, how many A, fortune cookies did you have to open to get that many? B, do, are do you, you using your, your refrigerator poetry? Theology? Is that how you're putting these together? Or, or C, do you Is have it? some sort of random generator on your computer to do this? Because if not, that's impressive. You might
2: want to see a doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's exactly what Ghostlight. wraps <laughs> ghost light and it's full and we're done on the schedule yeah. for next week <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's it that's my review of Ghostlight. i'd like to point out that it made it just as much sense as the actual story in this case conventional fan wisdom had it exactly right it feels like there are some crucial scenes missing or that it was trying to do th- three very different stories and cram them all into one and it failed miserably Maybe this per- maybe the person doing the editing was an idiot. I really don't know. I mean, the doctor and Ace are pretty good to watch, but that's because we already know them. The rest, I don't even care. This one, at least, at least I can understand why the DVD is out of print.
1: <laughs> Ow! Fires a Vulcan. You know who's really smarting right now, Keith, because he boned. <laughs> At least you didn't. At least you I, got it at the basement value. At the cheap. You didn't have price. to go out there and go. Oh, now I have to buy a marked up copy because it's out cost. of print.
3: <laughs> you yeah. imagine if
1: you searched and searched and searched. And you went, oh, ghostlight! Oh, I'm going to have to pay forty nine ninety nine for it because it's out of print. But oh well, we're going to watch it and review it, so I'll buy it. And then you buy it. It's and got not this piece. Who. Now you know why I didn't buy it. <laughs> We'd like to apologize to any of our listeners who
0: did. Well, All thankfully, into the thankfully oh, iTunes. Chrissy
1: and Brittany started pointing out that hey, it's on iTunes. Go get it there because it's only five ninety nine.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, she continues. The fu- which six bucks might be a little steep for it too.
1: <laughs> the fires of Vulcan. and no extras. <laughs>
2: yeah, at, le- at least I have the chance on the DVD to have it explained to me. Maybe. Maybe the commentary track will
1: explain what's happening. Maybe.
2: Because the commentary is with the writer.
1: Oh well, maybe. <laughs> if the writer couldn't explain it to you when he was writing it, well, i really hope I, I, that I, he can could explain understand. it to you there while are you're watching scenes. it. Scenes that could be cut out, he yeah. could explain it. We'll see. You never know.
0: Never trust writers; they lie.
1: And that's why I always <laughs> believe Keith, but not you. That's your answer. That's my answer.
2: <laughs> but I write for a living.
1: Maybe you write factual information, too. It's true. You're not a writer. You're a journalist. That's true. I have to believe you.
2: Yeah, because I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a half-finished novel over there on that computer. Well, yeah. when I've read familiar. it, maybe I'll stop believing you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have subject. to that. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, Fires of Vulcan. The whole time I was listening to this, I kept wondering, how big is Pompeii? Because the Tent Doctor and Donna have been there somewhere, right? I can only conclude that Seven and Mel are on one side of town, and Ten and Donna are on the other side. And yep, that's all I got for this one. The Time Paradox didn't really do it for me, though. I couldn't really accept the TARDIS being found in the ruins of Pompeii. It didn't quite work on an emotional level for me, mostly because I know the Doctor must escape Pompeii, because I know there are future stories with him and Mel. I mean, I can emotionally get invested in other situations where the doctor, doctor is captured and facing impossible odds, and I know he'll get out of it, and I can enjoy the story. But for some reason, I didn't quite buy into this one, and because of that, I can't really get into the rest of the story. Sorry for the rest of you. Sorry if the rest of you did like it, but I didn't. I didn't completely hate it though. It's just not my favorite. Well, I'm off to a birthday party. Really, it's just cake and ice cream for my roommate's friend, but it was nice of her to invite me along. Stay out of trouble, and I'll catch you all later, Chrissy. P.S. Thank you, Google Image Search, for bad Chinese ah, to English translations for providing me with the text for my review for Ghost.
1: I wondered where she got it. That's that's awesome, though. Yeah, that I wonder how much
2: searching up. she had to do
1: still. <laughs> and then finally, Holly. We have
3: Holly.
0: Holly writes, "Hey guys, what a week for Doctor Who fandom! Some lost episodes were found." It was great that the BBC made them for release right away digitally on iTunes. I know for sure I'll be getting the DVD versions of these when they come out. Or I know for sure I'll also be getting the DVD versions of these when they come out. They get some All right, so Holly.
1: Chrissy, Chrissy bought one for sure, because she bought one and reviewed it. And looks like Holly will probably get two I entries. think Brittany did and as well. Brittany Br- brought it. Brittany bought, bought it, but she hadn't watched it yet. She hadn't watched it yet, so now... I still require you guys to submit. I'm not going to count these as submissions. You still have to submit that you purchased them. Well, we haven't made the official announcement. Right, exactly. It would be
0: unfair to so, backdate our announcement. Exactly. So. You're not going to backdate
1: it. So if you want to be included, now we know that you, you guys have at least purchased them. So get in that drawing. Final figs. We're probably the only ones excited about final figs. <laughs> because we're, well, we've, we've bought into the addiction. <laughs> Need more. In fact, I'm going to have Sean go open the store tonight so I can get my fix. <laughs>
0: Ghost Light. Talk about your Halloween-type story. We have a Neanderthal man that almost looks a bit like Igor and is called Nimrod, just like one of the characters in the Project Twilight audio. We also see a little bit of the manipulative side of the Doctor by bringing Ace back to Paraville and the house that she set on fire because of the bad feelings it gave her. Light was a rather interesting character, and so was Lady Pritchard. I have to say this story really kept my attention, because it was never made clear right off the bat who was the actual villain-slash-bad guy in the story. I also have to say that I think the costumes that were used in this episode looked fantastic. Plus, I'm thinking that Ace might also want to rethink her hairstyle just a bit. If you want to go with braids, that's fine. Just make sure your hair is, up, is all up on your head. I can't remember how many times in the story she got her hair yanked to follow <laughs> whoever had her. <laughs> the ending was interesting with the doctor somewhat apologizing to Ace, and I loved Ace's line at the end that her only regret was that she should have blown the house up instead of setting fire to it. Fires of Vulcan, Volcano Day yet again. I have to say that Mel didn't grate on me too much in this story, and we have the Doctor yet again saying how history can't be changed. Nice touch with the Doctor thinking ahead how to get out of Pompeii with the TARDIS. His line at the end about cheating and not getting caught had me chuckling. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these two stories. Holly from Wisconsin. Yay. thank you, Holly. Thank you,
2: Holly. She actually had some positive
1: things. She to say did have some doses. positive things. Yeah.
2: Those are probably all the positive things we would bring up.
1: Probably. Well,
2: let's find out.
1: Yeah, let's do this and get it another way.
2: Ghost Light. London, 1983. An old house mysteriously burns to the ground. One hundred years earlier, the doctor and Ace arrive at a sinister mansion. Did I miss the house burning to the ground at the beginning of the story? I don't remember. No, that. it's and only to... described in this. Wow. And explain later. It's, yeah, they explain it later. That would have been
0: cool. They could have shown the house burning to the ground and then did a hundred years earlier and then revealed that Ace is the one that did it. That'd have been cool.
1: Well she didn't burn it a hundred years ago though.
2: <laughs> no, she, but later we would learn that it in nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. But it was 18, but we later learned 90. that she was the one that set the fire. Right. Right. She did burn it down hundred years, years later. later. Yeah. Later, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's what he's years saying. Ago. Well, yeah. I I see you
1: know, are you're you're I, mean. I, yeah. I I was reading it back then. Uh
2: uh the Doctor and Ace arrive at a sinister mansion in the rural hamlet of Perivale. Horrors old and new await the Doctor amongst the peculiar residents of Gabrielle Chase. But it is Ace who must confront her own worst nightmares when she discovers that her past and the house's future are in- inextricably linked. Good use of the word inextrably. Inextrably. That's it. <laughs>
0: Anybody want to dispute the horn? <laughs> I Despite the fact that well, Holly almost had me talked out of it with everything good that she talked about in the episode.
1: We've been doing this show for more than two years now. And I have inevitably always brought up, not not, not every show or anything, but through, over the course of several years, I have brought up keep the fact this that, home. That, that Ghost Slide is not a very good story. No, But I don't think I've ever said I hated it because it's no twin dilemma. But... <laughs> And it's, See, definitely it's definitely not a unicorn. It's definitely not a unicorn in the west. I
2: watched this and I think can
1: but twin, I, but twin but you can't be that much worse? But you How certainly worse can't say twin that I didn't warn you, okay? But I think I have always come down on the side that this story is very convoluted and very disconnected and disjointed. I don't think
0: I will say I don't think you've ever given us a reason yeah, for you'd your of You just, just uh, like you yeah. just gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's like, the thing. Here's the picture of the guy. Uh,
1: I mean, it's just, <laughs> if I hated this, I probably would not have joined in on Friday night this week. Friday night, who this week?
2: So when we do Twin the you're not going to join in.
1: I probably I'm going to require you as part of your job description not, as a podcaster to join. Would in on have Twin not watch this for a third time because this is my third viewing of Ghostlight, guys. Part of that problem is for exactly what I think you guys found a, an issue with this. What is the dang story <laughs> What's other going than the on? fact that we're unraveling the mystery of why Ace burnt down this house? Because it made
0: her feel icky.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and That's all of it that we made sense, know. but none of it gelled at all. No, if this had been a ghost
1: story, I would have been fine with it. Had it been alien influence or something imprinted on the memory of the house, that would have been fine.
3: But what this does, it likely, but.
1: yeah, well, no, because I've always said that if it's, like, scientifically explained, here's what happened. Somebody decided they wanted to scientifically explain a haunted house, and they, <laughs> and they threw everything then, <laughs> they could find in that junk drawer in the kitchen into the story, and then they watched Rocky Horror when they were really, really high. Oh, my gosh.
2: That's the <laughs> only redeeming quality is every time
1: it. somebody pops up, I go, there's another Rocky Horror character. <laughs> oh, there's Rip. Raff. There's even had there's the padded elevator. <laughs> I, I have watched this three times. I still can't tell you what this story's about. Now, the beauty of it. of it this time is I was able, and again, because I'm going through this Renaissance of Seventh Doctor, I was, again, forced myself to focus on the Doctor and Ace in this story, which I thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy their interactions together. I thoroughly enjoy the story that they're weaving with Ace's background and and what has happened and why she's so afraid to admit what's going on. First of all, she's mad at the Doctor that he's brought her here, and he won't open up and tell her, or she won't open up and tell him what Happened here in her past, and why this place bothers her so much. And I like that little that little thread that we get throughout there. And, the, and the discovery for me, it's not enough to carry. That. Well, that's just it. I, so I was able to focus on that and actually get a little nugget of, of, of love out of that, and, and see who's fast becoming one of my favorite doctors. He's the seventh doctor? The problem is he's always, he's packaged poorly. It's like when I was a kid, they used to sell toys in boxes. You couldn't buy, you couldn't go into the store and see bubble bubble you know ships and stuff fully assembled in bubble packaging. That didn't happen when I was a kid. So they sold them in boxes. And there were really there were toy lines that did it really really good. Star Wars. Star Wars Kenner was fantastic. Um Transformers was fantastic. I even thought GI Joe, even though most of the time it was cartoon, it was a, it was an animated or er, a cartoon version of yeah. the, the ship you were going to get. Did a fantastic job. And then there were t- companies like I think Toy Fair was one of them. that was horrible. You had no idea what you were getting in that box. Why would you, it was and it, number one, it wasn't in color. It was it was it wasn't black and white. It was brown with black print on it. And it was it the mystery been, box. It <laughs> might have been a really cool toy inside of there, but am I going to get yank on mom's sleeve and say, "Hey, buy me this"? No, I'm going to go yank on the sleeve and say, "That's what happens with Doctor Who stories in the Seventh Doctor's era." Is their package so poorly, so I don't realize that the Seventh Doctor is actually a really good toy because the packaging stinks. <laughs> There's your episode title, and so. The <laughs> So the Seventh Doctor is this nugget in this really bad packaging every time. And that's so that really bad packaging has just turned my stomach for all these years. And I have now had to dig into that package, this third or fourth time run of going through some <laughs> McCoy's McCoy stories. I'm finally digging into that package and I'm finding the prize in there. And so that's ultimately what has happened. And I'll be readily admit that that's what's happened. I don't know I'm that I've I'm ever heard a doctor. better
0: description for the Seventh Doctor <laughs> ever. Because you, you, it's not just that the packaging <laughs> on the outside is bad. It's that now you've got to rip it open only to find that it's new toy packaging on the inside. And that he's got them stupid little indestructible twist ties <laughs> that hold them to the cardboard backing inside the box. And Which didn't got, exist when I was a kid, but men are painting yeah, the butt you, you, with my and kids and then they've got the, the, and the And the plastic zip lines that go over those and, all that, and you've got to get like an industrial Swiss Army knife to get through that. Mm-hmm. Or nail clippers. No, those don't work either because it's, it's like wire. Plastic coated wire holding that in there. And you get through all of that and you've destroyed the rest of the box to get the toy out. Only to discover there's no batteries. <laughs> the batteries were not included.
2: And it wasn't labeled properly. And it wasn't label,
1: The 1970 equivalent would be when you opened up that really cool toy that was beautifully assembled on the outside. And it was, and it was in 5,000 pieces <laughs> that to took it your dad two and a half hours to put together. Unfortunately for <laughs>
2: Ghostlight, while the doctor is great in it, he's, there's not enough of him being great in it to make up for anything.
3: That's
2: true. And the bits with Ace are great. And Ace is good. And the doctor is good. But they're like in this small little bubble, and the bubble is like the house bubble on <laughs> Doctor's wife. It's a small pocket universe. Itty bitty. Itty bitty. So, it's, I, I, it's it's the size of a vinyl Santarin <laughs> fig compared to the actual size of a Santarin.
0: <laughs> I had never seen those light before. I had no idea what we were in for. I remember the packaging and the scary guy on the cover. I was
2: waiting for him to show up like the first two episodes. Like, where know. is this dude?
0: Doesn't he seem like he ought to be the owner of the house? Yeah. Or, or, the, or the, guy. the well, or the ghost, <laughs> the ghost that's inhabiting the house or something? He's technically the ghost that the house. But, okay, so <laughs> here's what's wrong with Ghostlight in 10,000 words or less. Oh. It started. <laughs> the end. We. <laughs> We land here. The doctor's being manipulative. He's dragging Ace along. She doesn't want to go. He's doing the miscon, uh, you know, direction. I'm actually this guy. No, I'm not, but that's okay. I'm going to pretend to be this guy. And we've got this random cast of characters. We've got Nimrod the caveman, Riff Who's Riff <laughs> We've got random. Or somebody else
1: pointed out Lurks from the Adam Family. Yeah.
0: We've got random religious doctor who's there to dispute Darwinism.
2: Which,
1: Which is the professor? I, Which would
0: be the professor? There's a
2: lot of this that I like that strain of it. I like the idea of these two scientific minds meeting in this mansion to debate science. I'm okay with that. I would watch at least an episode of that before things get weird. If the other guy had,
0: I don't know, any scientific basis for well, being able to. Well, that's to, the
2: thing. It's, it, 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 <laughs> was, it was the religion versus science debate. Yeah. Other than it was. The, the only it was thing that the guy evolution, could, on if it was real or the, not. The only thing that the guy could claim to know about evolution
0: is that he was evolving. That's pretty much it. The whole basis for his argument would have been, "Watch this." I mean, <laughs> yeah. wait to wait listen. Just, just
2: wait. Just wait. I, you know, there's nothing you can do with that. They don't, and they don't explain how or why he's evolving. What is he evolving into? What, what is he, he, he evolving from? What is he? Yeah. Why? Uh, and they, they talk about these
0: husks. Oh, we've got the husks in the basement. Oh, they used to be him.
2: Why do they get insect why, why is heads? And I, I, there was a there was a line about genetic manipulation. Was there? There was a there was, I, I, You got more out of it than okay. I did. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't make that up. I didn't try to retcon that in my
1: mind. No, I didn't. Yeah, there, okay. w- there
2: was a line about genetic m- manipulation. So it's like he's, it's like
0: he's evolved from a bug.
2: I don't know. That, if, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know if he evolved from a bug if he was trying to evolve himself that, beyond. <laughs> Human, being human? See, and I just and, took and, away and from it that it was
1: one of these many steps in the evolution.
2: I guess, but how he we went from insect to lizard to human that doesn't make sense to me. That's if, not if, how if, evolution works. If, if
1: he did, though,
2: that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing science into this.
0: <laughs>
3: and now I'm going to lay the smack down with some Bill Nye.
0: You can't do that! Um, if he did, though... That actually kind of explains a little bit more about why he's got the
2: butterflies on the walls and people in the drawer. (laughs) Because they don't explain how he has all that and how he kept the guy for two years in the drawer.
0: (laughs) Embalming fluid.
2: (laughs) And he was able to get up and walk around. Okay, all right.
0: It's very strong stuff. And then, then, I'm sorry, I know everybody loves Ace. I love Ace. I love Ace as much as the next person. And everybody wants to talk about how great Ace was in this. I think, I'm going to draw a distinction here. I think Sophie Aldred... Was great in this. I think she did do some really fine acting with, for what she was given. I think Ace was terrible. I think Ace is a companion compared to the Ace we've gotten. Compared to the Ace that went to this town is, on the Dalek with a baseball bat.
2: This is what the f- three away from the end. Third away from the end. Uh, not quite this, but curse close. Curse and then
1: no. This is it. This is there's there's Ghostlight, Curse of Fenric, and then Survival. Oh, really. I believe that's right
0: so they, they they really ended with the ace trilogy
1: i believe that's right ah, I, that,
0: you know. that's know why that. they called it that um but the, the ace that we know and love the ace that's a strong female character the ace that went down on the, on the dalek with a baseball bat gets into a house has creepy feelings yells at the doctor for bringing her here continually at odds with him and then <laughs> go change clothes okay i'm gonna put on a suit Well, that's ace. That part at least was ace. You know, I'm going to go put on the tuxedo as opposed to the girly dress you left out for me. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you that one. But then when she gets into one of these rows with the doctor, what does she do? And he's making her feel uncomfortable. I'm going to run to the padded elevator and go to the basement (laughs) because in every haunted house ever, the basement's a safe place to go to. The basement makes sense. There's no way out of the basement she's smarter than that. I didn't buy that at all. Unfortunately,
2: and then there are things of surprise. There's things in the basement. Unfortunately, whoever wrote this, I don't think seems like he doesn't know anything about Ace as a character, but they want to try to incorporate these things. Mark Platt. And he thought, "Okay, she's a 16-year-old or 17 or how old she is. 16. I'm going to write her as a 16-year-old. The things she does are very appropriate for a 16-year-old. To react to, it's just not appropriate for Ace to react this way. Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: Ace has already grown to be
1: a woman, even though she's sixteen by now, so she wouldn't act. It's like the writer didn't know
2: she what she had gone through.
0: Well, and I think they commented that I don't remember if this was the last one that was actually produced, even though it aired out of order because uh, Survival was aired last. But I think this was the last one actually made.
2: Um, According to TARDIS Wiki, Survival's next in production order.
0: Right, but this,
2: it was this and that production. This then survival, then survival, even though it's
0: it aired before Curse of Fenrir. Yes, Curse okay.
2: of Fenrir was on first, and then this one.
0: So here's
2: here, here's the here's the problem though. There is a cool
0: nugget of a story in here.
2: There's a couple cool nuggets.
0: There's just yeah. Well, they're, they're different nuggets from. We just don't understand what they all are. They're different nuggets from different plants, and you can't graph them together. The idea that white is this alien spaceship that crashed on earth or landed on earth and its job is to catalog the planet okay there's one of those and one of those and one of those and one of those i'm done oh wait this has evolved okay, okay well, now see, that's there's one of those that's... and now there's one of those okay now i'm done oh wait it's changed again mm-hmm. and then it's gone a little wonky because it's of, a hundred thousand years of work is now chucked and starting over that's a cool, that's a Star Trek idea. That's a really cool science fiction plot. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Why was Lot Light um, asleep realized as this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was it this <laughs> half crazy, ghostly,
1: luminous being? I, when well, we started, spoke <laughs> way up here. And then by the end of the episode, he's <laughs> almost down to his normal. He almost always. doesn't care anymore. He yeah. <laughs> just. Really? And, and they don't
2: really explain control very well. Well, control, or the why? You mean Olga? Yeah. Control. Oh, why? Why? They I guess thinking about Janet Jackson. To, uh, sudden hibernation for no reason. She or reminded how, us of
0: the voice that she was doing totally. I, I was like <laughs> Olga from Dark Crystal, and you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, "That's the chick." And I went and looked her up because I was certain that was the chick. that It's
1: not, but yeah, in a woman's voice. I mean, a more womanly voice. Yeah, but, yeah.
2: And they don't explain how Nimrod got to. Present day or whatever, he's a Neanderthal from that time period. That life well, saved as the yeah, last Neanderthal. The li- he was. I guess. I guess I, I missed that. Yeah. But was, and was, then this,
0: how he survived from Neanderthal is, times like, to now? They didn't well, talk about.
2: Yeah, I guess. And then I guess he kept him in the hibernation, trying to preserve him.
0: Then then the other guy broke him out. Yeah. Sure. I'll go because, with that. Because the guy
2: who wears his sunglasses at night to butler.
0: I wear my sunglasses. Sounds likely.
2: <laughs> he looks. There's something. He looks. I. I can't put my finger on who he looks like.
0: Mouth thought recognized him too, and it wasn't him. It's, it's.
2: It's the sunglasses and the pale. Yeah, makes him look like somebody else. Yeah. I and then there's a the big game hunter on. Who's gone mad and seeing lights for no reason. And then there's the like woman that owns that the house her. and her daughter. He and then there's me
1: of, the- he reminds me of this guy used to work named. With the name Paul in that shot. Paul never wore sunglasses, but I don't know why. That reminds me of Paul from Duncan's. Oh, from Duncan's? In that shot there. Not necessarily in the episode. Maybe. I could see that. I don't know
0: why. And then what's with the robot nuns? Or not nuns, uh, chambermaids, whatever they were. Are they
1: robots? I
0: don't know. They were under possession or hypnosis or.
1: I don't know. I don't I wish know. I could t- you guys are bringing up all these wonderful <laughs> points, all these wonderful questions that I've had for two and a half years. You know what? And I wish I could answer them. Most of the time, you guys will throw questions at me when there's a problem you guys have with the story. And sometimes, I most of the time, I can go, well, this is because, this is of, because this. of this. It's is because of this. I can't do that on this. And it makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: a little sad. And a lot sad. You're very
0: confused. <laughs> I, very, very confused. There was not a lot of tweeting going on there for really Friday was Night With This.
1: And I think it was because everybody was sitting there slack-jawed on their couch going... Well, Caitlin was asleep. She fell asleep at about midway point of episode 2. Maybe even later in episode 2. She Holly's was out for almost nearly all of
2: it. It caught her attention. That's just because you had to keep try to pay so close of attention just to keep track of what's going on and trying to figure out what's going on
0: james started not off he was having difficulty doing it. and he, he would kind of wake himself up and then he'd look over and mel was like <laughs> so he was like well i'm glad it's not just me <laughs> to be
1: fair to Ghostlight, that's not uncommon for mel
0: well yeah that's true
1: you know why i got quiet and it was about the same time everybody else got quiet because what happened to me was i went back and i was like okay I'm becoming uninterested in this, uh, this uh, story again. I'm going to go back and see some of the comments that I missed in my tweet stream. That's the only reason I got quiet, is because I was going back reading things I might have missed. I was just quiet when, because... When we're tweeting, I mean, they're rolling through, and I miss a lot of stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I thought, I'll go back through and see what I missed, and I can make comments on. And then I got up to the top of the stuff that I, uh, when I was done, and I got up to the top, and I... Wow, nobody's tweeted for a long time.
2: <laughs> That's because we're, we're all sitting there like the dog. Head tilted. The <laughs> Ears up.
0: What's, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's,
2: what's, what's, the, what's, what's
0: the RCA dog? Uh, the, the, the little dog with the record Nipper player. And Nipper and Zipper? Nipper. Is it Nipper? Nipper? Nipper. Nipper
1: is the big one, and I think Zipper is the little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's,
2: yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think um, before I sell this to Glenn. <laughs> Or Sean, That's the sad thing it. is
1: he knows I'm a completist so I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and so
2: is he. So I was safe. If yeah, I, but I called like it regardless. I called he it. did, he I did called called him for it first.
0: I, I will give you dibs on it unless you decide oh, I got the terror. iTunes one. I don't need this no, one. No,
1: because yeah. I bought iTunes and I'm going to buy this because they're going to double get their money okay. from uh, it. Yeah,
0: you got, you got dibs first. So what I'm thinking of doing
1: I'll wait for the
2: special edition.
1: That's what I'm afraid of because that's old. That's why it's out of print too, I'm sure.
2: What I'm thinking of doing is going and watching the bonus features first and the Q&A that this, uh, the writer did um, and then maybe watching it with audio commentary to see if that enlightens me more if I don't feel enlightened enough from the Q&A before rewatching it. I'm going to do an in-depth analysis hopefully in the next week. Might take two weeks, we'll see
1: will you come back in a couple of weeks and please explain it to us i
2: will see if i can explain it any better this is the hallmark and if not i'll, I'll like, just throw it at you this is the <laughs> Give hallmark me my $10.
1: of a great
0: episode <laughs> when you've got your fans out there going what the f I'm going to research this episode to figure out what you were trying to tell me. I'm going to comb
2: through every little bit I can. I'm going to
0: watch all the documentary footage, all the -the behind-the-scenes feature, and the audio commentary, and then I'm going to rewatch the episode. And then I'm going to go find the
2: novelization.
0: That's when you know you've written a classic. (laughs) That's when you've just gone. What's going to suck is you're going to comb through this.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to go, I have nothing. And then you're going to sell it to me, and I'm going to comb through it and go, I have nothing. And then, like the next month, they're going to release a special edition, and Sean's going to buy it and come through and go, "Oh, the answer's in the special edition." <laughs> Probably.
0: Stephen Moffat's going to come out next week and say the answers to that regeneration question. They're in Ghostlight. You got to go watch that one.
2: <laughs> That's, That's an all-time. Classic. How did you miss that? How
0: did you miss it? It's right there when Light says, <laughs> <laughs> uh. I. I Yes, the costumes were fantastic.
2: The, the atmosphere, the I a- love. Even
0: even the okay, let's let's call it what it is. Even the really hokey cut to the outside shot of the mansion.
3: There's a line <laughs> over at the Frankenstein, place.
0: James said the only thing missing was a Scooby Doo chase down through the doorways. Of I thought whole, we were going to have that. We should have had that at the end when the things were coming out of the basement.
2: The difference between this and Rocky is this takes Rocky's the Rocky's intentionally funny? Yes. <laughs> this, this, this takes the atmosphere... It, it tries to take the atmosphere more seriously than Rocky does. It tries to.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Rocky's not as offensive <laughs> on the eyes. You know what this no, needed. It's not, it's not you know what this needed. Meatloaf, musical oh, numbers. <laughs> yeah. <Musical> meatloaf, yes, musical numbers. <laughs> meatloaf would have improved the story immensely. If
1: they had broke have in so and sang if... in between each one of them, I wouldn't have cared what the story was about. I'd have been enjoying it. If, if this I'd guy been throwing would have been Coast a at the screen and...
2: type guy, and ghost ended up being a monster in the basement that he's trying to create through evolution,
1: I would have been okay. with I'm going to go to one of the theaters here in town. And I'm going to start playing midnight showings of Ghost Light. <laughs> and I want people to dress up and come act out in front of it. And we'll have audience participation. And maybe we'll even write some songs I, to include I, I think we've
0: found, honestly, I think we found we'll our next group to cosplay. To the I think we should totally do uh, Ghost uh, or do, do Light. And we'll put Mel in a tux. And, you know, we can dress like these creepy oh, people. Oh, sure, That's- Yeah. Imagine the reaction would be what well, we'd get a galley we showed up it and the white hair and the little glasses and the pale face and we walked around <laughs> like this and some luminescent guy in a robe I mean come on <laughs> that's 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 winning that's, costume that, that contest win right the there that's, that would win <laughs> uh, yeah it goes like I yeah I've never seen this one before and I had no idea what it was about and now that I've seen it I still
1: have no idea what it's
2: about oh. No. I'm surprised there aren't more used copies out there. I really kind of
1: secretly <laughs> thought I'd come here, and you guys would have had it figured out. <laughs> but I don't feel so stupid anymore. <laughs>
0: right? I like this. I like this bonus feature. Writer's question time. Mark Platt answers audience questions at a 1990 Doctor Who convention.
2: Ooh, there's an Easter egg on the DVD.
0: Does it explain the story? I
2: don't know. I just, I just, I just see how to get it. Maybe we'll pop it in after we're done recording and find that. Sad thing. Where is my Planet
1: of the Apes comment card that explains time travel? It's not Sad in here. Sad thing about this is the Easter egg is a thirty-minute clip that was <laughs> missing from the episode. story, and it answered everything. <laughs> in the, whole episode, the whole story. It's it's things like I'm just this. I'm going
2: the deleted scenes too, well. just to see if oh that's how that makes sense. They cut it
0: it's things like this that give the end of who uh, such a bad rep because I, I, it's, it's things
2: like this that makes me under, kind of understand why they got cancelled well it's, it's yeah that,
0: I mean it's episodes like this that explain why and gl- cat people gl- Glenn doesn't like <laughs> Sylvester McCoy why? Ghostlight I get that now John Nathan <laughs> Turner was crazy how do we know? Ghostlight okay I'll buy that for a dollar I mean this is the epitome of what was wrong you know the only thing that would have been more wrong if the Mirka had been in the basement.
2: <laughs> no, that would have made everything right. Well, with us it would have, but realistically it would have been like...
0: Yeah, Ghost Light was the nail in the coffin.
1: <laughs> and I then we burned the house down. The the and
0: then we burned the house down. I just,
1: yeah, I, I don't know.
2: I really I, hope Chris Efenric is pretty good.
1: I wouldn't know. I've only watched about a third of it because Sean Mull made me stop <laughs> I did? Yeah. Because
2: not, if, if, if that's the case... Because we were going to review it?
1: Yeah. Because remember, I'd gone through the Seventh Doctor era, and I'd, I'd ended it ghost light. Probably. <laughs> that's the reason why. <laughs> and I had this never show's watched, dead to me. I had, never watched Cur- <laughs> <laughs> I had never watched Curse of Fenric, and I'd never watched Survival. i had seen pieces of Survival, but I'd never watched it all. We picked up and watched Survival early on in our recording. Yeah. And so I got that one, and then I felt like I needed to go back and get that one last last Sylvester McCoy I'd never seen. So I started watching it on Netflix, and I told you the following week, yeah, I I started Curse of Fenric, and you said, No, wait, we're going to put that on the schedule. I've been waiting for (laughs) two years. Still haven't shown up on the schedule yet.
0: That's why they call me the master of suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope Curse
2: of Fenric's good, because otherwise... Looking at it, Battlefield is the only thing out of season twenty six that I was really a fan of.
0: You liked Survival. I thought it was
2: okay. Cat people. Cat people. I didn't and mind you know cat people. Can we move on to you, you, the really good story you, you, for the you week? You know what, Mark Platt also wrote, despite what Chrissy what had did Mark Platt also wrote? Downtime.
1: Really. Yeah.
2: I do not have high hopes for this now. Well,
1: <laughs> well downtime is pretty. Disjointed as well, but it's so, kind of fan winking. So
2: I'll go into downtime expecting it to not make sense <laughs> and just enjoy seeing. Wow, well, that makes a, a
1: lot of sense now. That totally makes that a fixed, lot of sense. Did the downtime fix go No, lights? not at all. <laughs> but now I know why downtime is the way that it is. Holy. He wrote that
2: Loop, totally loop garu
1: Oh, God. <laughs> spare parts. Oh. Wait,
2: Wait he right. wrote spare parts? An earthly child, Eldrad must
1: die. Well, he got better.
2: He, 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 <laughs> you know what? I'm going to blame. He t- I'm going to blame JNC and, <laughs> and and them having to cut stuff from the script. I don't know who the script editor was at the time. But. And, well, Andrew Carmell, more think, likely. I thought He uh, was look, yeah. look, What
1: was it? He was uh, a editor. Look, Loop girl. Loop Carroll yeah, was girl. not great. It wasn't a good. It, it, was it was not a He's wrong. very uh, about disconnected, and he has got a certain writing story, style. The way you talk now, about spare parts, though. No spare.
2: Ooh, and something called the three. We oh, finally
1: got it right. Let's move on to fires of Pompeii, or uh, fires of Vulcan. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, yeah, I had a...
0: I, this is fires of Pompeii. Sorry, that's the name of this episode. I don't know. Who is, a I don't know who this Vulcan character is, but this is fires of Pompeii. I like.
1: I kind of like the title better. <laughs> I wasn't. I was a little dismayed that somebody in it called actually knew what a volcano was when Mel made the reference, because. Specifically in they Fires of Pompeii, have. he says there's no word for volcano yet. This is what gives us the word. Us a word. now because Vulcan, the, of the, Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan, got a fire. Yes, but which isn't that kind of somebody knew what volcano a was? And that kind of bothered me. No, it's not a volcano. It's a mountain. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about it because that was only one of the one of the few negative things of Fires of Pompeii. Uh, Vulcan. 2,000 years ago, a cataclysmic volcanic eruption
2: wiped out the Roman city of Pompeii from the face of the earth. It also buried the Doctor's Tardis. Arriving in Pompeii one day before the disaster, the Seventh Doctor and Mel find themselves separated from their ship and entangled in local (coughs) politics. With time running out, they fight to escape from the shadow of Mount Vesuvius. But how can they succeed when history itself is working against them? Dun-dun-dun! Yay. Yay! That warms my heart. I was so glad I liked this story. I <laughs> was too. Especially after watching Ghost Light. Yep. <laughs> really? really. Did, you, did you listen to it after? No,
1: before.
0: I listened to it after, so I got to really wipe the taste of Ghost Light out of I my mouth. I did one of
1: those things this week where I, I got to the end of uh, Fires of uh, Vulcan. Yes. And went, oh good, I have something good to talk about this week. <laughs> Do you think Glenn has
0: a not grumpy bear dance? <laughs> like, Not the, gonna be I think it's similar to the. Is uh, it similar to gold metal gold ribbon? Metal ribbon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh there's a, a th- throwback
0: reference <laughs> for you. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't had gold metal ribbon for since your old bedroom.
2: God, that was long ago. Yeah, that was when we were huddled around one microphone,
0: huddled around one mic for first like eight episodes.
1: That was really early.
0: So the fires <laughs> of Vulcan.
1: I don't have much He said, changing the, the subject, so I
0: wouldn't have to do the dance again."
1: I had to do my photo challenge for yesterday, which was least favorite companion. <laughs> and I went through the list, and I went through the list, and I thought I would end up using chameleon. Which I did. and then you did, and so I thought, Cause, well, because I, uh, my, my, I don't want to double up because ultimately chameleon, was, chameleon probably would be because, but I come down on the side that I think it was a same you. Post- point. it's, a, it's a, It was a great concept. It was poorly executed. That's what I was explaining to Sarah when I was taking the picture. But I went back and I, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. I think, Well, not only has Keith done it, but maybe I should go back to my original, which, if you remember, this is one of the several that I'm going to double up on because when we did our Doctor Who challenge, my least favorite companion then was Melanie Bush. So it came to that. And the only thing this time was, I went, this is tough because I just listened to Fires of Vulcan. And I thoroughly loved Mel in this. Well, Mel the- is getting the same thing with me that the sixth Doctor got from me. In, in they got her character right in Big Finish. They fleshed her out. They made her a stronger female companion. They made her smarter than she comes across on TV, and her chemistry with the Doctor is so much better in the audios, even better, I mean, because I loved her in in The One Doctor. This is even better. This is really good in The One Doctor. And she's she's able to shine, because they really play to all of her strengths, and there's to me, there's very little, even though he's in there a lot, but there's very little of the seventh Doctor in this story. It's mostly centered around Mel. And, and I, so it was really tough to push that sin button on my photo challenge because <laughs> the thing she still is down there, but I really think if I listen to more Big Finish audio with Mel in her, Mel in it, she's going to climb the charts. She's probably going to climb above a couple of the The one Doctor changed my
2: perception on Mel because I was very down on Mel. Yeah. And then, if you notice, during time of, uh, Trial of the Time Lord and then uh, Dragonfire, I was not as down on Mel. Yeah, and I you, actually enjoyed you were her very impressed by her I,
1: in uh, the one story she's in on Trial of the Time Lord. Well, Terror she's in Terror of the Vervoids. of the the one yeah. she's on. Yeah. That one and that the Dragonfire. That impressed you, and I didn't know that Dragonfire Yeah, Dragonfire much, But I remember you talking me. about Terror of the Vervoids impressed me.
2: And I think that's because I heard what she could be in the audio... And was able to see those elements and look past the screaming. Which I dislike so much. <laughs> because they don't have her scream. No, yeah. At all.
0: No. You blow out your eardrums. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so Mel is just fantastic in this. And this was her first one.
1: Oh, was. This is one, one Doctor first, Comes After her This. First uh, Big Finish story.
2: Good introduction in to really the Big was. Finish.
0: So, for those of you out there that are thinking about introducing a friend to the classic Who... Maybe it's not a bad idea to go ahead and start with an audio story
1: <laughs>
0: and then get it and see, okay, you remember that one you listened to? This is them fleshed out. Oh wow. Cool.
1: <laughs> I I had to do the same thing that, that knowing what I know of Fires of Pompeii, I had to do the same thing and think, well, they just coincidentally never meet yeah. Donna and, yeah. and the Tenth Doctor. And it almost you can almost look at the Fires of Pompeii and tell obviously retconning this in my head but you can look at it now and tell that the Tenth Doctor knew that he'd been there before he knew the events, how everything's going to play out but now he's in a different situation you know so and and, and and discovering that it's not a natural occurrence but this time it was because of what's dwelling beneath and he's the cause of the volcano
2: See, I really like the, the fact but I love that the there f- wasn't a lava monster in this Yeah,
1: one. oh, I agree. I love the fact that the Doctor is is so... And you notice this is purely historical. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is purely, purely historical. historical. And I love the fact that the Doctor, it, when he lands, he I, I wondered so much at first why he, he was, is telling oh. Mel that it's her choice. He was being kind of brooding, but he's telling Mel, it's your choice, whether we go out and what we do here. Definitely knows more than he's letting on. And I, mean. I loved that. And I was thinking, what? It, what? That's I, weird. That's, Why I, would the I doctor say things like that? And when it's revealed that, he, that his TARDIS was unearthed at Pompeii in his fifth incarnation, that he knew what his fate was. He knew what his destiny was. And I love that they played around with that idea of he didn't want to change things because he knew this was the end point. And then kind of Mel convincing him that you know we can change things and him being reluctant because of the paradox that might happen and whatnot. And Chrissy made the uh, comment that the, the paradox didn't work for her. There was no paradox. Well, there there, there ended up not being there but, wasn't. But that's what that's, that's what he, fascinated me through the entire. It could have been. A how paradox. are they going to get out of yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. And that's I can't kept wondering the whole time. Now it wasn't a capture and escape, capture and escape, well, capture yes. escape for Mel. <laughs> but. It made her character interesting because she kept getting into situations and getting out of situations, and, it, and it, it, it allowed her to meet the capture and escape worked really well because it allowed her to meet the people that were integral in her figuring out how to get her and the doctor out of this, how to get how to fix things, how to proceed. And I love the idea that the doctor thinks he has sent her and what's the girl, Cassie? Oh. What was the girl's name?
2: I believe it was Cassie. I think it was
1: Cassie. Sending her and Cassie off, and they're out of town, they're going to be safe, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to find my TARDIS. And thinking do you that think they're he, gone, okay, Now, do you really
0: think he was going to look for the TARDIS, or do you think he was just telling her that and that he had resigned himself then still didn't...
1: At that point, he, was, he had that glimmer of, I think we maybe should do something or can do something. But on the flip side of that they were running out of time and so i think that yes there was some of that i'm going to send her to safety go back into town if i happen to find my tardis great if not but at that point he had realized that his part couldn't be buried under that rubble and i think that's the first moment that gives him the glimmer of hope see and i bought that initially
0: and then he first thing he bundles her up and sends her off and she's like you will join me he goes yeah yeah I'll, I'll see you later and it's kind of like Oh, you're
1: totally you're well, jerking her chain. You don't know where the tARDIS is buried or not. You're just you know. When she leaves, doesn't he say something to the effect of "so long" or "farewell" or something yeah, like yeah. that? And, and it really kind of sets the sounds like oh, goodbye. Gosh, yeah, this is it. And,
0: and I, I chalk all that up to the genius of, of Sylvester McCoy for being able because I did. I bought the fact that he was. You're right. I've been brooding. I'm not going to do this. Let's hurry up and get some work done. And so it was like, okay, the doctor's back, and we're going to do this. And then he's very winsome when she leaves mm-hmm. him, and it's like, oh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. that was all I, this. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, so I, 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 I teetered back and forth on that. I really liked that. That's
2: <laughs> well, and, and we knew that, that he wasn't going to die there. Well, obviously. But you know what's interesting, and, and
0: this is another thing I know. Like Chrissy pointed out that she, that she knows that the Seventh Doctor and Mel have had other adventures, so she never really got to that. They're in great peril. I as, as the story progressed. I began to run out of options for how they could get out that's of this. My, that's, well, my, yeah.
1: that's the beauty of this story is that Steve Lyons, by the way, Crooked World. Um, oh, is it yeah, writes weaves such a nice story that yeah, I know that the doctor has further adventures, but the mystery of how they're gonna get out of this one is weaved so well throughout the story that that's what kept me engaged. Yeah, I know they're gonna get out. But I have no idea how, how. and I want to yes. see where you yes. take me and how
0: we get there. He also wrote Coldits, yep. and uh, several of the Doctor Who Adventures comic strips, and uh, he's done several other audios, including Blood of the Daleks, which is part of the 8th Doctor line, which I'll be curious to know what you guys think of when we get to it. So, hmm.
2: And he wrote Smoke and Mirrors. Which oh, that's right, that? the new one. The Destiny of the Do- Oh, that's the, right, um, yeah. The 5th fifth Doctor, fifth Doctor one.
1: one. Yeah. Not his best work,
0: but... A, um, the other thing that I think made this work is the cast of characters is the, the, these are some some genuinely cool characters and you, you begin to like them even though it's you know kind of like Titanic in the back of your head you're knowing probably not going to make it out of this
2: but I like the fact that he dropped the line at the end of well we don't know if they got to survive or not Yeah, it kind of gives you hope that the characters you did like got to live on and those that you didn't killed.
1: We sort of get the impression that Cassie and the guy that ultimately helps her, the the guy that was champion uh, the Isis, uh-huh. the Goddess Isis, I, I I just in my mind they got away and they lived happily ever after. They actually married and <laughs> oh, yeah. had kids and, and got away and everything was great. So, and I like to think that that one centurion that helped her ultimately, who was who she had conked in the head when the then when. when they were trying mm-hmm. to escape the second time, I think it was. Maybe it was the first time. And then he runs across her again and, in, and ends up giving her a chance because, I mean, this volcano's going off. So I'm, you know, And she convinces him that, you know, if you lock me up again, I have no chance whatsoever. And so he does give her a chance. And so just that little nugget of made me think, yeah, I hope he survives too. I hope he gets away as well. <laughs> I really did. I thought that. I thought, you know what? That's... I want to throw out special
0: props to Brian Blessed Light.
3: <laughs> I thought
0: the same
1: thing. I thought the same thing. I thought, you know what? If this was just a little bit more, this would have been Brian Brett Blissed.
2: That is really cool artwork that they that have. Is good on the artwork. Tardis Wickio. That's
1: cool. The the gal that played the played the priestess, she was really good oh, too. Yeah. Man, I hated her, but boy, she was good. <laughs> Yet another wow. long line of, oh, you're the religious oh, fanatic. Of I the kept piece. shaking my fist at that woman, and I thought, wow, Stephen Lyons and this actress, if you can make me feel this for her, you've done a good job with that character. <laughs> and she was just right down to the end. Her gods were going to save her, and she, her slaves weren't going anyway. They yeah. were still going to serve her. Oh, my gosh.
0: We were listening to this. Uh, we found a new way to do Big Finish, by the way puzzles. Oh, that's oh, a good way. Yeah, that's the perfect way to listen to. Mel and I worked; we were working on a new puzzle, so we were staying up late and we were listening to this. And even we got to that point, she's like, "Carry my artwork downstairs. What are you doing? If this was a blah, blah, if any of this is broken," and Mel's going, conk konk." And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm waiting for the ceiling to fall on this bit.
3: <laughs> 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 so when,
0: when Mel makes that kind of comment, you're like, yeah, we got to, <laughs> you know. And then it went, <laughs> and she was like,
3: yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there,
0: that's, that's what we were waiting for. But, um, yeah, and then I, I, the barmaid I really liked. But I think you're kind of supposed to like her, even though yeah. she's very transparent with the "have a drink, have a drink." You really ought to have a drink. Wouldn't you like to have a drink? You should yeah. have a drink. And it's like, come on, lady. You're kind of telegraphing well in her
1: siding with Brian Blessed Light, and you know, <laughs> and, but also having sympathy for the doctor. So she's treading that line, you yeah. know, between the two, and not really taking a side, but sort of favoring one or the other at any time that's convenient for well, her. And
0: I was so worried that Brian Blessed Light was going to be the stereotypical brute mm-hmm. you know because he's a gladiator and he's this and he's that and he kind of starts off with you know oh, you've bested me my honor and i'm going to kill you and this guy's kind of, like oh here we go but then later when he has the very quiet conversation with the barmaid about, as to why this yeah. i cannot allow my reputation to die because, because i death. live on that yeah. it's and it was like wow this is a really well fleshed out guy yeah i thought the same thing you know that was that was cool. And
1: bravo for setting that up that way because by by <laughs> developing a character in such a way that you think, oh, this is that, this is that typical. Oh, hey, surprise. Oh look, surprise. there's more to him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now admittedly we did get down to a of Cups match in the arena during the fa- volcano going off. It's like well, you couldn't have timed that any better. <laughs> but. Which
2: that's one thing I really liked about this story also, is when in Fires of Pompeii, the volcano starting to go, they tart us out of there. I liked hearing what they were going through and struggling against the ash. Oh, and the... the All of that stuff was yeah. so interesting to yeah. listen to because yeah. I never really th- Oh, yeah, it rained ash for 12 hours before the actual lava came. Right. Wow, yeah. I he, never he, realized we, we, Well, that. And even the,
0: even the description is like, you know, Pompeii was wiped from the earth, and it's like, not really.
2: No, it was buried, it was buried. and preserved. Yeah. You know, but
1: just... And the, I, fact I, that,
2: the fact that people I think suffocated Pompeii from was, ash yeah, Pompeii was wiped of,
1: from the earth is the... The civilization as we know it, as anyone well, yeah, knew but it, I mean,
0: you, when you use the expression, it was wiped from the face was, of the earth because you get nobody the impression, knew it was there
1: for millennia, right? Yeah. But
0: you get the impression that it was just destroyed, that there was a blast. For Pom- centuries, Pompeii erupted, you know, Vesuvius erupted, and Pompeii was destroyed. That's kind of the sanitized version that that you just—that's how it happened.
2: Right. You imagine almost like a nuclear blast. Yeah, it more just, than pow, and, and that was shit. it. And,
0: but I love the fact that they, they pulled the Titanic with this. In that, uh, One of the things I've always admired about the movie Titanic is that we get this very dry, clinical, scientific explanation for how the ship sinks at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then later, you live through the horror of that. And it's almost in the back of your mind that it's ticking off, and now this is going to happen. And now this is where the ship breaks into, and now this is this. Mm-hmm. And I thought Steve Lyons did a great job with that, because the Doctor gives a fairly there's this 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 the superheated ash clouds coming it will rain fire and brimstone it will do this and 12 hours later all the people who are trapped in their homes are going to be this and you know and then it starts happening and you're there with them and it's just yeah yeah that, that was one it's of the highlights impressive. i thought of this is the, the way this climaxed was just awesome just awesome. Yeah, I really, really like it.
1: And I, I love the vehicle of getting out of and around the fact that <laughs> he, the, the TARDIS was unearthed. And it was because he had to, basically, at the time that it was happening, was becoming encased, had to basically go into the future and, and, and transport themselves to that time so that they could discover the TARDIS, dig it up there, they sneak off, then they come back and take the TARDIS back <laughs> later. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was,
2: it was fantastic. And the fact that they had to wait... Three days, yeah. Or three days long for the lava to form, form around it.
1: it. Yeah, I thought that was—I thought that was terrific. but uh, really,
2: in the TARDIS, I, and
1: didn't create a paradox would, whatsoever. Would and could have, have initially bored? just happened that way.
2: It sounded like they were quite bored. For the it
1: did day. make it sound like that the they TARDIS! were the TARDIS. Yeah, go they, swim.
2: There's go all read All kinds
1: of things to do.
0: <laughs> what are we going to do today? Well, what would you like to do? <laughs> Well, still love outside. <laughs> Break out the monopoly board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a one one downfalling there. Yeah, um, that and the the idea. I of suppose that
1: it would feel like if you're a, a traveler and adventurer, it'd feel like being snowed in at school. You know, or, <laughs> you know.
3: Oh look!
0: A we can't even go to recess because we,
1: had, yeah. you know, you have to have indoor recess, which was always horrid to me. I hated indoor, indoor recess. just reminded sucked. indoor recess. Oh, I hated it. Indoor recess sucks because there was very limited things to do in that classroom. We had a bunch of games in our class. Yeah, but then That's, you had to find a kid to then, play with. Then when, had you had, when you've had a snowstorm that lasts for an entire week, I don't know if you guys had one of those. We had a, a snowstorm that lasted an entire week when mm. I lived in Liberal. Or I guess I was in Garden City at the time. And I'd like to point out and to we all had you to kids be, at home, we were still in school when that snowstorm <laughs> hit for a whole week. Yes, we were. That was three recesses a day. I don't think we had for, three a day. For five days inside. Yeah, maybe. we had a morning recess, one after lunch, and one in the afternoon. I think we only had That's three maybe. recesses, five days out of the week. That's 15 recesses. We played most of those games once, twice, three times. And then by the end of the week, we were bored out of our minds. That's what it would be like. Um, The I
0: don't want to say this. The line about it's only cheating if you get caught,
1: (laughs) which is pays off in the end. That that's ultimately what he does.
0: (laughs) You know what? that's, that's moffat's motto <laughs> that's what exactly what, what they said but you're lying to these people it's only lying if you get caught that's exactly what he said about the missing episodes but we caught him
1: well now he's lying isn't he well the doctor got caught too that's so. true oh it was this, not in that one have we ever had
0: a, a a a one line oh we come from isis don't tell anybody Wow, did that
2: spiral out of control. Just bam, 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 oh, it's, bam. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not even that that he haunted said, him all the way. I know. It's not the way even the that end. he said we're from ISIS. It's that he went along with the idea
1: that he thought they were from ISIS. But here's the problem is, is the doctor tells that one guy. Yeah. And then it spreads. and And then Mel uses the same excuse. So now not only have we done this one telephone action, we've caused two. Yeah. I loved, that was cool. I love the bit with the doctor chastising her
2: for saying that. He's like, I just did what you did. Well, you shouldn't.
1: Have it. <laughs> because, quite honestly, had that rumor spread from just the doctor saying it to who he said it to...
2: She would have been in a lot less trouble.
1: <laughs> well, she needed... No, the priestess needed to validate it. And who validated it for her? No. It was Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so that ought to, uh, ultimately validates it for her. So... Had it just been that one stream of we came from ISIS, that probably would have got shut down. But when Mel ends up letting that out of the bag and trying the same tactic, it validates it from another side. So that's why I think the doctor was concerned, because he knew that that's what could happen.
0: For me, this was like it would have been like watching Rose get smacked down for claiming that she had fought something on Raxafalli Corporate. So, you know, yeah. it's like no you didn't, it doesn't count and, uh, I, just, I liked the fact that they get into trouble for that, yeah. and I further like the fact that not only does it impede, you know what, what's going on with the story, but then later when Mel's going through her series of captures and escapes, captures and escapes, then she can't convince the guy that something bad's actually happening <laughs> well you've lied to me before, oh come right. on yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just can't catch a break so, I was a little worried that they were going to go the, the the route of the story arc that we're all kind of complaining about the last couple of weeks about oh the creeper in town has picked up on you and now he's visiting you at the whorehouse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I really? We're going to really go, but but that they direction. kind of. I mean, it was no, still there, not, but it was, I, it was a, a different. It was
1: very sidelined, yeah, for everything. Yeah, Comparatively,
0: it thing. was. So I was glad that that was. I don't. I can't really find much to complain about no, with this one. No, you know There's there's, I don't know. there's great things in this, and, and I think you can wonderful. fan retcon. Uh, what's the the Pompeii one? Fires of Pompeii. Is it fires of Pompeii? So it fires of yeah. Pompeii. I know. that's Pompeii? why I keep Pompeii. calling this fires of oh, Pompeii wow. okay. because it's
1: fires of Vulcan and fires of Pompeii.
0: So I think you can retcon fires of Pompeii So the Doctor knowing that he's been here before and what. Maybe districts to stay out of, yeah. because oh, yeah. he knows that they're over here I mean, doing Pompeii this. Wasn't a small city, and I've got, I've got to go back now and watch and it's see if there are, if there are any moments that David Tennant begins to get legitimately concerned <laughs> that maybe this is where the TARDIS gets buried and he screwed up earlier. Because <laughs> 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 now I'm curious to know if that's there. Maybe he figures ah, I've already fixed that paradox, right, but you right. know, what, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be ironic if yet another down the road we've un- un- excavated yet another section of Pompeii and they went. Wait a minute. What do you mean there's another police box here? <laughs> there are two of them? Okay. Somebody's playing a prank. Yes, get your unit on the horn. What are you guys doing to us?
1: <laughs> All right. Well, what's coming up on the schedule next week, Sean?
0: Coming up on the schedule. Our countdown for Friday Night Who continues with the doctors. We're going to number six. And you know what that means, don't you? Vengeance on Varus? Vengeance on Varus.
2: Oh, I thought it was going to be uh, Twin Dilemma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, they would throw things at us if I skipped <laughs> those two back-to-back, apparently. At least Glenn would. Um, <laughs> by the way, do you, of, did you, do you have Vengeance Break things. Do you have Vengeance on Varus no. on the... Because I think you skipped it and went to five. I think five is the next... I skip
2: five? I'll look, I'll look at my... You, there's
0: like one me. that I thought was missing. Maybe not, but since you've been handling posting those, I thought I would let you know that I noticed that was missing. Sorry, a little uh, on-air laundry there for you uh so we've got vengeance on veros for our friday Night those who. posts aren't pre-scheduled i do
2: that every friday <laughs> sure you do
0: <laughs> and then uh, of course we've already reviewed vengeance on veros so on the show next week that will enable us to spend the whole time talking about the ninth doctor because this is the ninth doctor month we're yes. back on track with our 50th anniversary so we will have our look at doctor who revisited number nine and the 50th anniversary discussion of the ninth Doctor era. So there's still time to vote. The poll is up on our website. Make sure you go and pick an Eccleston episode as uh, most representative. What? I'm trying to decide if I watched. I have not. Yet. Okay. i give you a hint, though. You know who's not in it. <laughs> Eric
2: Roberts. I can give you three uh, hints <laughs> of who's not in it. Eric Roberts. <laughs> and Julia. Julia. <laughs> Julia Roberts is not. Julie
1: Roberts it? is not in it either.
2: Maybe you I should rewatch it. <laughs>
1: Maybe I should. Did I watch it? I, I don't know. Did I tell you that I watched it? Not that I remember. Oh, my memory. I stinks. watched this. Man, my memory sucks. This is terrible. I can't remember if I watched it or not.
2: Oh darn! You're gonna have to watch a 30 minute special again. <laughs> this, this is
0: what happens when you change my schedule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true because I've been ahead of myself for a long time, a long time because time, of your yeah. scheduling.
0: So then, uh, And then the following week uh, is the fifth Doctor on Friday Night Who with Warriors of the Deep. We're going to get the Mirka. Yay, the Mirka. And I um, actually need to find some things to review then because we don't have much in the way of shows. I've got Friday Night Who planned out almost to the end of the year, but the shows are kind of like, mm, I don't know what's going on yet. So We'll get it posted.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll have
0: something. We'll, we'll keep you posted. You know what we're going to talk about next How week? How
1: about any, any of the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next, <laughs> next week we're going to talk about on the right next.
0: We're going to talk about the next two episodes they found.
1: Ah, let's talk about. Uh, let's let's put enemy in the. If we really don't have it scheduled, although no, you, maybe you want to wait till it comes out.
0: Well, no, that's just it. Is that I, I'm fine with. And Chrissy brought this up too. Is when are we going to put these on the schedule? Now that they're you know, and I'm I'm fine with. It, I'm dying. I'm chopping at the bit to get to them, especially
1: since we're getting. But there are going to gonna be Shruton's. people that are yeah. only saving their money for the DVD. Yeah, I mean, there, and, and, I I recognize as much as I want people to buy these next. <clears> <clears> I recognize there are people that just can't do that. So maybe we should wait till it's. You know, I the um. Evening. I, I, I the,
0: the problem is that under the new Friday Night Who format, these are both six parters, which would be two it's weeks. True. So unless you think like we've
2: stopped reviewing television stories, that's true. We, part can't, of Friday we can't. Night we have Who. to
1: put it on a Friday Night Who. Yeah, because that's what we've been doing. Yeah, and we've already got those scheduled out until. Well, November, uh, we, again, we've got a Trouton
0: coming up. We could very easily go. Oh, that's true. and Put it there. No, but you can't, because it's because two weeks. Two, yeah, but it's, it would be two weeks, and that would Unless throw it broke,
1: broke our rule and did
0: Also six. Now, all six. W- uh, which one's uh, Web of Fear? So we could conceivably do Web of Fear, because it's only five episodes with... I mean, do you get the full telesnaps? Yeah, you get the full 20- It's still six parts. you still, get, parts. 20,
1: you'd still okay. get a 20-minute episode. Yeah.
0: See, I just I don't know that there's a... No, I mean, it's like you can almost fudge Ice Warriors since there were two parts missing. Well, and and they if, condensed we're, it if down we're going to, to a, do
1: yeah. a great intelligence adversary archive, we should wait and we're in, in that because yeah. we usually do one that we watch or yeah. listen to in case, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, at so, the very least,
0: I, I would. Uh, you know, for everybody who's asking, yes, I would love to get these on the schedule. I just. I don't know that they're going to work with the format that we've set up for our countdown leading up to the anniversary. So
2: we're giving you something now, to look after Buying the
0: DVD after that, all bets are off. We can get them on there pretty much any time at that yeah. point, but yeah. we'll figure something out. So there's that. All right. Well, is
1: there anything else house cleaning we need to do?
0: Make sure you go and download them. I, I had a actually comment. Um, I don't know if you saw. While you were on your soapbox saying you should go buy these from from, from <laughs> iTunes, I bought... Oh, you did? I sat here on the show and bought my two. I bought both of them from iTunes and uh, I posted a picture.
1: Well, send me proof, proof and I won't put you in the... Uh, all right. Well, I won't put you in the drawing because you disqualified.
0: Yeah, Well, <laughs> Well Somebody <laughs> well, I commented on it, and I'm not sure if I want to, to read be fair, this comment or not.
2: He's, he's getting ready to click bot. Okay. So he has according, uh, according, to, to, according picture, to that picture, he hasn't it yet. Oh, yet, yeah. You have convinced they're me. Account. He needed to do an Instagram video. Actually, oh, you know what? Right. I'm,
0: I'm going to read this comment, and I'm, I'm going to omit the name to protect the innocent or the guilty in this case. Um, but the, the, the comment is I torrented them, seemed the right thing to do, seeing as how they didn't seem to care about the value in them when they wiped the tapes originally. If they really wanted to not be expletives, they could have just uploaded them for free. It's like throwing something away, someone else proving to you it was a tragedy, and then taking it upon themselves to find it for you so you could charge people to come look at it.
1: Oh is that on facebook that's now that's hardly fair and i' am I'm gonna I'm gonna I, dispute that I, because I
2: agree
1: that that's hardly fair because when they wiped these forty plus years ago. They had no idea that people were going to want to see these things again. There was no was, DVDs. Was trash. There were no VHS. There was nothing. There was no home market for this, and it was a common practice. Yes, for both ITV and the BBC to wipe them and save money because they were a public entity in order to make room to do. Other stories to things that were new and well coming and up. I
0: understand that part of it, which I'd never thought of before, but apparently part of it was there was an actors' Guild that was involved because they didn't want anything recorded from the standpoint that if the BBC or ITV or whoever if you ever wanted to rebroadcast something, their point of view is you ought to pay the actors to come back in and reperform it if you're going
1: to rebroadcast oh. it <laughs> well that's why royalties and residuals have come yeah. up because in the in the United States. Reruns became very common in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. That just became common because they, they realized they had a syndication market. And they were able to sell ads again on things that were already done. So they created the royalties. And royalties were, every time that it aired somewhere, those actors so got, got the Right Now, that wasn't a, probably a common pac- practice in the, in the UK, and that's probably why that came down to that. But... That's not a fair statement to say that. Well, you owe that to me because I guarantee you, whoever posted that probably is not from the UK. No, and they probably weren't even around at the time that those no. were white. So no, you weren't. don't deserve anything. Well, so don't give me that. I, I, I kind it's no of sort than of...
2: releasing the broadcast television
1: episodes on DVD, and then me going and buying them later. I, yeah. I kind now of now you're sort getting of... a little something more for that. In her defense.
0: I, I can kind of sort of understand the idea that it's like I threw it away. It was trash. I mean, literally, that's what they consider. It's not that they you know, it's, it's trash. We're throwing it away. We don't want it. We don't need it. Somebody else convinced you it was worth something, and so now you're charging for the trash that you threw away. Okay, I can kind of sort of buy that argument. But for all of the same reasons that Glenn pointed out earlier, because we as fans have decided that there is a cultural heritage That this is something that's important to us and we would like them to find more yeah I'm willing to pay for it twice I was willing to buy the DVD absolutely I'm willing to pay for it twice because I agree with you that I think these funds are going to go in there and if they can be used to clean something else up to animate something else that's missing or to find something that's missing I'm fine with donating my funds that way and if there are people out there that feel differently and you're adamant about not buying it okay yeah that's that's your prerogative certainly but don't rain on everybody else's parade.
1: Well, don't go we'll steal it. That's. And that's. Yeah. Making a point with theft is dumb. Sorry. It is. Making a point with theft is
0: dumb. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just. Uh, I don't agree with it. So.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> wish we could have ended on a happier note. But that's it for this week. <laughs> Until next week. Why did you read that? I thought it was important. <laughs> I'm I glad know. it was. Oh, really? You're not mad at me? No, it's fine. <laughs> Glenn's a grumpy I am, I'm only mad because I'm grumpy now. I'm not mad because he read it. Look at the bright Fire's side. Fire's of Vulcan. Look, oh, yeah. Look at the bright side. This time next year
0: will be sitting around and you'll be eating crow over how right I was that all those episodes showed up and all those doctors were in the 50th. Well, what, I'm not saying that I'm not claim that they, that that the, it's I'm not disputing It doesn't matter. There are more They've got more.
1: I'm disputing I'm not disputing the lost episodes because i I fall down on the side that they may be setting on them I the, the, the one that I come down hard on and that I think you're absolutely wrong but I wish you were right is that there are classic doctors <laughs> in There are the classic 50th. doctors in the 50th. Although we just did find out that somebody else is in the 50th that they kept that secret Possibly. for quite a
3: while oh, uh, for I'm sure.
1: pretty sure <laughs> yeah well David Tennant's not in it until you see it on TV Keith that's how you are no, so I'm not so worried about
2: that. the BBC announced that when uh, TV or when the BBC announces
0: that's not what you've <laughs> right. said
2: I, I, I changed my stance no, to BBC the,
0: the BBC has announced that Matt Smith's leaving, and you've admittedly admitted that well, it's, that's not no, admitted <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> no, you've no, admitted it's not happening. I, I no, didn't,
2: I didn't adamantly admit that it's not happening. I, I adamantly admitted that I am in denial that it's happening.
0: Same, same thing. <laughs> Let me try same. to sign off one more time. I'm Glenn. I'm Sean.
2: I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. 50th
0: anniversary is gonna have some classic doctors in you here. ready
1: that needs to be part of your feedback this.
3: <laughs> Only if it's true.
1: <laughs> you have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.